All right, welcome to another special edition of the Speaking of Tangents podcast. You know who we are. And in this week's show, we welcome a special guest for an interview and a quiz. Then we'll move right into a fantasy football deep dive segment where our resident expert analyst, Robert Berg, joins us to cover the end of the regular season and set us up for the playoffs. So sit back and relax, unless you're on a treadmill or cleaning toilets, in which case you should probably stay alert and pay attention, because relaxing in either of those situations could lead to a lot of trouble. Regardless, we hope you enjoy. The podcast, I mean, not cleaning toilets. And if you do, well, you're welcome over to my house anytime. Let's go. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. The answer to that is yes. Yes, Jason, we do have a guest. Oh, good. We're happy to have our friend and fellow Tony Kornheiser Little, an itinerant jingler, lifelong civil servant, John Fitzpatrick with us today. John, welcome to Speaking at Tangents. Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be in the Windows Nation studios. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Is that, not, is that not where we are? No, we're not sponsored. They hadn't given us a I think I yet. said that wrong. It's the Window Nation, not Windows Nation. You did. You did. Yeah. Well, it's nothing anymore. It's the spinoff of Window Nation. Well, they're Windows still Nation. all over the TV in, oh, are they? In, in in Washington, yeah. Yeah, even though they're dead to... Well, Tony says they're not dead to him. Uh, well, Harley's not dead to him. Okay. <laughs> I certainly believe they could be brought back to life uh, with the right amount of sponsor funds. Oh, sure. Yes, one would think. Uh, speaking of Tony Kornheiser, how long have you been listening to Tony Kornheiser or when did you first discover him or his radio show or tell us tell give us some background on when John Fitzpatrick started listening yeah well I started reading okay uh, I grew I grew up here in uh, in the Washington DC area and so Redskin fan Washington Post reader all of that although I was a delivery boy for the now defunct Washington star uh, oh, but cool. uh, wow. that so that's well before Tony's entry into the market. But no, I I read him in Sports and Style. Um, I I remember him as a uh, as a beat reporter, and then I was like, why is this guy showing up in the Style section? So um, <laughs> I've been along for the ride. So I think I don't think I was aware of it at the time, but I think. I think he has subsequently told us that he came down here in like 1979 or something. And yes. so that fits with the uh, sort of the end of my college years, uh, the end of my high school years, the beginning of my college years in that time frame. And so I was uh, a regular reader and then he, sh you know, he would show up and he'd write a humor column and you're like, oh, that's, that's different. And of course, Dave Barry was the humor columnist that ran on Sundays. Mm -hmm. And... There's a stylistic similarities between the way they would write their their humor columns, and Tony will give all credit to Dave Barry, and and uh, you know through through time has has acknowledged as much of what an influence it was, and and how much fun it was apparently to uh, be in a newsroom or or be in an organization with uh, with Dave Barry. So I'm a reader before I'm a listener. I remember the debut of WTEM in Washington. Uh, it was kind of a 
Yeah. It was kind of a big deal because we went from no sports stations to one sports station. <laughs> and I had a job where I would travel around to the New York and Philadelphia area and I would drive. So I listened to the fan and I cannot for the life of me remember somebody out there is going to be screaming the top of their head what the <laughs> Philadelphia sports station is called. But that's not the fan or the team. But uh, WTEM debuted Washington as the team and Kornheiser was on there and uh, I had a, a friend that I was also uh, work I, I wor- that I worked with and we would we both sort of discovered uh, the Kornheiser show at the same time now we were at work and so didn't have and where we worked we didn't have radios and TVs and all of that stuff and so I didn't follow the show except through the clip show that they ran on Saturdays. They ran a, they ran a uh, best of Kornheiser at some point in the run. They ran a best of Kornheiser hmm. clip show. And uh, I had oh, for the wow. longest time, my, my work colleague, he, he, would, he, would, he would record it on a cassette tape. I hope, you, oh, wow. I hope the millennials out there know what I'm referring to when I'm talking <laughs> about a cassette tape, you, you youngsters. It came after the 8-track tape. <laughs> anyway, um, and I had it for the longest time, and it was just one random Saturday. This guy recorded it every Saturday, and he gave me that show, and I hung on to that tape, and it had one of my favorite Kornheiser stories on there, which was the Lee Smith story. Have either of you guys heard Tell Me Tell the Lee Smith story? The Lee t- Smith I know, story. I know of the story. I know most of the details. I don't think I've ever heard him tell it, though. I've read about yes. it like on Wikipedia and things like that. So it's a thing to hear him tell the Lee Smith story, and I it's bet. different on the radio than it is in person <laughs> because in person yes. it has all the profanity of the original story, but Lee Smith being I won't tell the story, but if you have a chance to, uh, to, to, to hear that in an archive, maybe some listeners got some archive. I lost the cassette tape, otherwise I would have long since digitized it and, and shared it. I bet it. you that thing is out there somewhere. It, sure it probably it is. is. And, and the punchline of the story is Lee Smith, Tony asks a question that Lee Smith can't believe he just asked him. And he says, ain't you got any electricity in your building? And yep. ain't you got no electricity <laughs> in your building? And you'll hear them say that. Tony and Mike will will oh, use yes. that term on PTI. And uh, and for one of my god awful seasons in our fantasy football league, my team was named No Electricity or something like that. But it, it didn't <laughs> fit in the fields. For yeah. ESPN app, so nice. I ended up changing it. But anyway, um, so I've been listening. <laughs> the longest answer to your question uh, i've oh, been listening to the to the team since um uh, rather to tony show since since 92 and it started and on and off like he's been on and off i've been on and off i was um i, I lived in germany for a while and i was away from the show and um and there was no podcast there was no nothing no way to get that stuff but a mm-hmm. friend my friend would send me clips of the Kornheiser columns from time to time. There was also, and I think this was probably after I got back, there was a national magazine called The National. Do you you guys remember this sports magazine before ESPN The Magazine? I've heard of it, yes. I do not. So this was a print uh, newspaper, news magazine. I guess it was once a week. And Tony's column would be in the back page of The National. It was a... It was sort of pre-internet. I guess it had to have been, or before. It could have been pre-internet. I don't know. 
but was it when uh, it did not it it was probably early 90s and it did mm-hmm. not survive maybe it didn't survive the internet tony's that was pre most it. people most of the general public even knowing what the internet what the was. internet was right it's so, like 95, 96 when people started to go, oh, there's this thing out there that I'm going to use my Mozilla browser yeah. to search the, the, the web. M- wasn't was there another one? Wasn't there like MCSA? Wasn't that the... Uh, it was a Netscape browser and yep. then something else. Yep. Um, I did a lot of work with this. Uh, I was at the University of Tennessee at the time and did oh, a lot good. of work. in the. I was in the worked in the computer labs there and in the, um, the computer departments that helped develop a lot of the stuff. Like a lot of the web pages at that point, when it was, you know, you'd see like a lot of the flashing under construction, the little guy <laughs> oh, with the little yeah. shovel and the hard hat. That that era, era, I worked a lot uh, with that stuff, so I got a early exposure, and then of course did nothing with it. So, right. well, you know, it makes you round you out to the person you are today. Yeah, of course. So you listened to, you read the columns before they became books. Before they became books, and then I had the books Very and cool. reread them. Yes. Uh, and reread them all. Yeah. So all of the, you know, everyone talks frequently about, you know, sort of Maggie and Maggie mm-hmm. and his smart friend Nancy. Oh, I also have to, to say I lived through, because I was here in Washington, others, other listeners surely did too, the bandwagon. Yeah. Uh, season. Oh, wow. And so the bandwagon columns, I mean, that was a, that was a thing you look forward to every week. And, and once they got, you know, two or three of them in, you're like, okay. Well, gee, if they win, there'll be another bandwagon column. And, and um, I, um, when the after they won the Super Bowl at the end of that season, the Washington Post printed them all up in a little black and white booklet. Um, and yeah. I, it turns out, I kept that. So wow, at the first Jingle Fest the one at Kilroy's, uh-huh. I brought it with me and and took it out and asked Tony to sign it. And he was like, oh my God. That's I right, I remember the that. There's a, co- there's a cartoon on the front and it's a drawing of the trailer, uh, you know, that they used, not trailer, uh, camper, mm-hmm. uh, yep. go, whatever it is they drove in there. And all the characters that were regularly in, in you know, Man About Town, Chip Muldoon, and my smart friend Nancy, and Norman Chad, and all these folks were, were, um, you know, drawings depicted in the drawing on the cover of the thing. And so later, when we, when we met Jeannie, the readers of the columns kind of felt well. When Jeannie appeared, I mean, I mean, we met her on the air. You know, felt mm-hmm. like, oh, that's his smart friend Nancy. I know her. <laughs> and I had this kind of moment at the. Um, this year's even liver jingle event because I really wanted uh-huh. to. Jeannie was coming and I wanted to meet her. And KJ knows this mm-hmm. that I I also wanted. I picked a song to sing because I don't think she ever heard it on the show. And so I walked up to her at the even liver event and I introduced myself, and she was just hilariously giddy. She's like, "Oh my God, I feel like I already know you." And I'm like, "No, <laughs> I'm awesome. the one who wants to meet you." Yeah. Um, and uh, and so that was a, you know, that was a special thing because going all the way back to Tony's smart friend Nancy. That's very cool. I remember that moment at, uh, when you were singing the song basically to her. Oh right. <laughs> the, yes, she came all the way up to front to the. And really, you know, 
it was, I don't, I don't know that anybody else remembered the story of her going once to the Red Lobster when her car was being repaired. Why yeah, it was the Red Lobster song, right? Absolutely, yep. Red, Red Lobster. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll never forget the story and the details because of the because of the jingle now. So, <laughs> and speaking of jingles, well, yes, um, you definitely have done. I just looked up your jingle count. Oh, one hundred and eighty-three. Wow. So yeah. that's that's a that's a lot. That's a lot. So <laughs> when did you start jingling? How did you start it? Um. um so a little bit after, uh, I started in early 2014, um, I have sort of through time been in, you know, been singing in groups and, and in a, I'll say groups like church groups and, and school groups. Mm-hmm. And then in uh, basement bands mostly, um, but a couple of bands uh, that played out a good bit when I was working at the embassy in Germany we had a we were part of a band and that group has sort of stayed together since we're all back in the states and oh, cool. um and and Jason there's you'll you'll understand this and I think you are this person but in every okay. band like that there's one person who has what I what I generally say is all of the talent and most of the gear <laughs> and this is a person and Jason you are I already know you to be like this who can you can mention a song to and either they already know it or they can listen to it one or two times and then play it on the guitar and then oh you want to hear it on the piano and then they can sit down and they can play it on the piano so we had a guy like that in this band at the embassy and he lives here in Arlington as well so we stayed together and, cool. and we were um we had been in a couple of different incarnations, and but all of them starting in his basement and playing, um, you know, county fair kind of, you know, any kind of thing where you can play for free. We played a couple oh, yeah. of gigs. Definitely, uh, those are often cool. the most fun. They were super super fun, and yeah. and um, so one of those bands featured a um, a friend of the, the 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 band leader's name is Greg, and he had a friend named. Ted and Ted played the saxophone, and Greg says Ted's coming over. He's gonna have, we're gonna have a sax tonight or in the basement band, and Ted comes down and Ted is blind, and so Greg's leading him down the basement stairs and and he Greg introduces Ted as our Ted's our blind Ukrainian sax player, and Ted says yes that's me, and sure enough, and he plays and he was great. Yeah. So. Flash forward to the summer of the jingle contest. So the summer 2013, uh-huh. when jingles had just started to be a thing with Carol's kids. Hi, Carol's kids. Hi, Carol. <laughs> um, and um, shout out Connellys. Right. Yes. And, and and they were playing the entrance. I can't re- quite remember if they played them all before they awarded the prize, or if they played them, awarded the pl- the prize, and played some more. But I'm. Um, I work for the government in D.C., and I at that time I was traveling, I was commuting uh, on the metro and the and the metro bus, and I was I would listen to the podcast on the way home. I listened to the ESPN shortened version of the podcast, yes, um, and oh. um, and I that way I'd that. get the jingle yes. and I'd get the 
essence of things and you, you lost sort of old guy I think in, in that yep. version of it but um, and they play Ted Onulak and his band Route 10 and oh, Ted really? has an email that explains wow. himself and it's Ted from Greg's Basement Band and I'm like oh my gosh I know somebody on Cornhouse's right I had my David Aldridge moment with, uh-huh. with Ted cool. Onulak and uh, and that's when I said I'm going to do one of these things next because we were still getting together in Greg's basement and and uh, that should be the name of the album in Greg's basement mm-hmm. and <laughs> and um, I so I picked it I said we did um, what song can I do I'm just going to rewrite the lyrics of one of the songs and one of the times next time we go to Greg's basement we'll do it and record it and I'll have a jingle and I was going to do um, Take It Easy by the Eagles Mm-hmm. And it was just going to be Mr. Tony, da, 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 da. and I would write the rest of the words. And Steve Lipton, shout out to Steve Lipton, he's already done that jingle. Um, uh, of course, let me, 20, let, let 2,500 me jingles on the, yeah. I have also done it, and that was actually, it wasn't my intended entry to that contest, but it no was kidding. the one that they played as my intended, as they said it was my entry. But it, I, it, yeah, I, I did that, that song. Yeah, it was about. Wow. Uh, it's about, I called it Gimme the Rye. Um, it was about Bagel City and Gene will take the bacon. The rest is for the taken. Um, but that wasn't the, that's what they played on the air as my entry. But oh, my wow. entry, my entry was a Bonnie Raitt song. Just pick a winner and hand them out. But that's not the one they played. So it had been, it was a long, long time before anybody else did that song and Steve? Oh yes, yeah, Steve just did it in the last year. He just did it. I couldn't yeah. believe it because that's my favorite Eagles song, and I couldn't right. believe that no one else had done it. But sorry, yeah. go ahead. But I thought yeah, that no, was so, interesting. So anyway, we're talking I, about the same contest. <laughs> yeah. So so they're the basement band, and that's what we're going to do. And it'll just be a jingle, and I'll send it into the show. And and I didn't do it, and we didn't get together, or I didn't write the lyrics or whatever and so it didn't happen and then I was at this is a very fortuitous thing and it was a nice experience I was at this event in the holiday uh, season in 2013 and Mr. Tony was there and I you know couldn't believe it and and um, he was taking pictures with other fans and so I walked up to him and I introduced myself and I got to talking with him and I got I told him how much I love the Lee Smith story, and he gave me the punchline, unexpurgated, which was hilarious. Awesome. I mean, 60 seconds in, I'm getting full bore, uh, the internet show Tony. Awesome. And, uh, and I, then I turned into the, to the topic and said, you know, these jingles are amazing. And he started to gush just as he, as you've heard him do, uh, I don't know, a hundred times on the show mm-hmm. talking about, uh, and, and it, in that moment, I realized, you know, he had, this is a kind of thing where he has no, he knows of himself, I don't have the ability to do this. And you know, when you see somebody do something that you know you can't do, it's that much more remarkable. Yeah. And that Absolutely. is always in his, the way he talks about these things. Um, the, other, the other thing that was true at that chance encounter was I got my picture taken with them and you've probably also heard him say I, I hate these pictures that people I don't ever want to see them because I'm always standing there with a glass of red wine in my mm-hmm. hand and both of us were yeah, nice. I so. definitely remember that picture and I 
That's what I see. That's what I was going to ask you. How much red wine had he had before he went into Not, the Lee Smith I, story? I don't. Well, no, I just had to mention it. You know, he's happy. To, and he went into story, it. Okay. He's a storyteller. He told it. So anyway, um, so that sort of uh, reminded me of my previous failure to do a jingle. And, and so I doubled my resolve. And over the next couple of weeks, I looked into, I think I, uh, you know, a tribute must be paid to, to Jerry. Uh, the website was up at that point in time. Mm-hmm. He put uh, instructions on here are the things you need to do, you know, and, and, you know, I had a Mac, so in GarageBand, I went and bought a microphone, and then I got snowed in for the weekend, some weekend in um, January, and I just cranked out a bunch of, I figured out how to do it, I made it work, um, and I just did all these songs that I already knew, ones I had done in the band, and I just took the lyric sheet that I had from my little songbook, and I just wrote new words, and I did the full song. I mean, Jerry yes, to this day <laughs> awesome. gigs me for um, writing full-length jingles or extra-long jingles, and that because that's how I started. I was just like, mm-hmm. brown-eyed girl, all right, you know, verse, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, whatever it is. I wrote the, I wrote the whole thing. <laughs> Including all five minutes of Sultans of Swing, which is you know I left in the got like a two minute guitar break in there. They're, they're all the both of them, both the leads are in there. Greg could play the, Greg could play those guitar licks. That's by good. The way, That's which nice. is, is good I'm stuff. looking at your early jingles and it, so I I did like I did like a dozen in the first week. I mean, well, I yeah. did five in a day. I did the, or I posted wow. them all in a day. You posted five on January 22nd, <laughs> and that was your first day. And then you had one on the 23rd, 24th, 25th, 27th, 27th, 28th, 29th. You get the point. But yeah, yeah. I remember that. What a debut there. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then Jerry uh, tweeted something like, oh, my God, this guy cranked out five jingles. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they'll tweet about you? This was just too much... Uh, uh, it was too ingratiating to stop so definitely yep uh, so that's how that's how I got started just writing the rewriting the lyrics to the songs I already knew yeah what was the first one that they played on the show or the first one that you really remember Uh, so the first one they played they did uh, it was maybe the second time they ever did a jingle palooza I think we generally refer to them now yeah so so, uh, brown eyed girl um, uh-huh. and, um, and then a few weeks later, I had my first one on the mailbag segment, which is actually my first sort of custom written turnaround jingle, wow. um, which was TK show last Friday wasn't on. So yes, Stacy's all yeah. the other ones I had, I had written to, to just, I like that song. How would I turn Ramblin' Man into uh, a jingle? Mm-hmm. You know, Lord, I'm a Mr. Tony fan. That's how that works, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you determine to write the song, and then you write it. In this case, I was like, well, hey, Tony's not going to have a show. He, that was, the, that was a uh, Super Bowl weekend. Yep. He was going up to New York for the Super Bowl party. And so I wrote a song over the weekend and they played it Monday when he got back. Yes. If I remember it right, Monday or Tuesday when he got back. And so that was like, oh, if you get uh-huh. it and you write a song, you know, it's not quite Tony's Laundry, but it's the, on the path to Tony's Laundry, writing the, the story of what you heard on the on the show that day. So that was mm-hmm. the first one that actually landed in the mailbag. 
in the middle cool. slot. Yeah, I've always re- I've always referred to you as the original king of the turnaround jingle. Yeah, I. You did I, so I many Redskins. I did a lot of the next day Redskin ones, but I think, um, and and Jerry did a um, he did a podcast on the turnaround jingle, if I remember correctly. He did, oh, did, a, he? did okay. a pod, He did a podcast on the history of jingles on the show. He might have done, that might be the same podcast, that might be two different ones. But I think, um, and it's one of my favorite Jerry ones, I just tuned in to see what condition oh, yeah. Griffin was yep. in, which mm-hmm. had been from the fall before, was also one of the first sort of next day Redskin jingles and, and whatnot. So, but... You know, that one, and then I wrote one not long after about Tony not being able to pay with a credit card, getting out of the garage at the Strat. Oh, yes, at the parking garage, yeah. Yes, and and so quick turn, whether it was because of the show or um, some. So the one that I wrote about Mike Wilbon's untucked. Jersey, mm-hmm. which was an under my thumb, was one of the was the first one I can remember anyway. I think it was, must have been the first one where I wrote it the night before and it aired that morning. And cool. I was I remember this. I was going to sleep and I did some scan of social media and there was a f- caption contest. And here was a picture of Wilbon in a Blackhawks jersey on the ice doing that contest. And the first thing I noticed about it was his jersey was untucked. And so <laughs> I said, that's a song. What's the song? Untucked. And then I went to iTunes and I and I put in the on the song listing, I just searched un. And I saw what songs come up that have un in them. Because I was going to go to untucked. And Unchained uh-huh. Melody comes up, and I'm like, there's no way that's, one, I couldn't sing it, and two, that's not quite the connection of song and joke. And uh-huh. the next one there was Under My Thumb and Untuck My Shirt. And I wrote it, and it was I was nowhere near Joe Arrow's basement, but I was done in like 25 <laughs> minutes. And, and then it aired the next morning on the show, and I was just, oh my gosh, that's like, Oh, yeah. And if I remember correctly, t- Tony just loved that one. He tried to get him to play it on PTI. Oh, that's and... right. Jerry was at the studio that Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. later told, the, he messaged me somehow and said, hey, stand by, watch, you know, set your v- DVR. Um, my, my PTI debut came later, however. Yeah, in the form <laughs> of a shout out. very cool, yes. Yeah. That was, I think you're really the only cool. one, uh, yeah, the only the only person that I know of that's gotten yeah. like, I was astounded. based on, from, from the jingles that has gotten anything like that. I was astounded. Yeah, that was Yeah, that was awesome. That was quite something. Totally cool getting the chance to go to the studio and see that see that show done. That was that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. It is it, it is it is pretty neat. I didn't get a shout out though. But that's okay. <laughs> I, I hadn't even been there, so you, you both are one yeah, up on me. You like, gotta you gotta make that work for you, man. All three of us have done Fortune Teller, though, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. And that was a lot three of times. fun. Yes, three times. Three times? Yeah, Bunny kept calling me back. That's great. <laughs> yeah. That is great. She's a hoot. She, yeah, yep. she's great. She's really cool. <laughs> we love Bonnie. Yes. Yes, we do. 
So despite your uh, prolific jingle career, mm -hmm. and like I said before, being the original king of the turnaround jingle, which maybe maybe I'm wrong about that, but I just remember all the Redskins jingles I'll, every you know, Monday. I'll accept Lord. I don't have to be king. We Lord, be, okay. We could be Duke. <laughs> we could be... Like you know, Duke, yeah, that's good. Um, wait, His wait, names. now. Before I ask that question, you have... You have You'll probably go down in the history of the TK show and all the jingles when all the jingles end Such and the TK show is. ends. You'll probably go down as having one of the most loved jingles by a best reaction by any guest. Yes. Um, <clears throat> with Grapefruit Juice for 369 and Tim Kirchin. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes. I, I just, you know, I think the second time Kirchin had a jingle, it was uh, Avocado Desperado. Right. Um, he, a couple of weeks he, later, yeah, it was during the same baseball playoff season. Yeah, yeah. same type of reaction, but that first yeah. one, I mean, yeah. what do you think, I mean, what was that like? Um, I remember Brad wrote to me and said, it broke the show. I mean, uh, I, <laughs> it, it, and, in you know, super, I mean, there's so many things to be grateful about in being in this um you know, community of, of people that are fans of the show and and send emails to the show and get songs on the show. So it's all wonderful. And um, and I was similar to the story I told before. I was listening to the podcast on a Friday and Kirchin was given the preview before the playoffs started. And he was telling this business about, hey, you know, Jeannie yeah. says she saw you at Harris Teeter. And, yeah. you know, I was getting avocados and I just eat for fuel. And all these things that he says in that interview. And I'm thinking, this is just such a ridiculous episode of the show. It is exactly the kind of stupidity that happens and that you end up loving. And, yes. he, and Gary even says, you know, this is turning into our best base, our base baseballs baseball segment ever and so I listened to that clip again to try to figure out what's how do you turn that into a song and um, there's avocados I didn't get to Desperado even though that was like the first jingle I ever did yeah and 369 and I said oh 69 summer 69 there's maybe I can make that work and I and I ended up doing it and then they played it for him and his Reaction, my favorite part of that is when he says, this is so stupid. I know. I can't, I can't believe I'm a part of this. Yeah. And I just, uh, it was, it was you know, super to hear that. And there have been other ones um, that have had also had great in-studio reactions. But that one, that one was, I mean, everybody has had, there's lots of different jinglers have had those mm -hmm. great, uh, explosive moments but that one sure was fun and I I tried to meet uh, Tim Kirchner on a Sunday night baseball uh, a couple not last, not this past season but the year before um, he was on the field in front of the visitors dugout which is the part of the park where I sit when I go to the to the Nats games and I'm running <laughs> like a little kid who just who wants to you know, get a foul ball at the end of the, or, or yeah. get the ball when they come off the field. You know, I run down to the end of the stairs to try to just get Tim Kirchner's attention, but I, I was not successful. So I still haven't said I'm the, well, I'm the guy that did that. 
we need to get him to come to next Jingle Fest. Yeah. Whatever wouldn't, called. wouldn't it be great? I mean, and I he lives be awesome. he lives in the area, right? Yes, he does. I, I mean, so. in the yeah. DC area, not your area, is a, but yeah. my area. Well, I, <laughs> I should just um, go. I should go trail Jeannie to the Harris Theater and find out which yes. one. Yes, that's a little <laughs> too creepy. I can't believe I said that out loud. <laughs> I um. I came face to face with Kirkjian at the um, when the when the MLB All Star Game was at Target. You two Field. would line up about face to face, wouldn't you? That's exactly what I thought. I knew he was, you know, on the shorter side. Yeah. But I'm five one, and yeah. this before when I saw him, this was pre avocado jingle, pre avocado story. So I didn't have. I couldn't use the line avocado or anything like that, but uh, I ran right, basically I ran right into him. He turned around and he had this big bodyguard dude with him. I'm sure it wasn't a bodyguard, but it was probably some, somebody that had equipment or carrying, I don't know, Producer maybe his or assistant like or something. And he turned around and he, we almost, he almost knocked me over and he was maybe just a little bit taller than me. It felt like I was looking right into his, wow. yeah, right into his eyes. And I'm like, Timmy! <laughs> So he's like Prince size. He's really short. And then he said, hi. He says, hi, like he knows me. Hi. He's got, he goes, I got to go. <laughs> and that was it. I didn't get to say anything to him, but it was That's really so awesome. Yeah. That's so great. That's the key I've heard many public like personalities and figures say is when they're out in public, you want to be friendly to everything, but you can't stop because yeah. if you stop, then you if, you, if you're walking away. somewhere, yeah. if you, you you get surrounded, and that's when people start pushing in. So yep. you just have to keep moving the entire time. And that's what he was doing. And he had he did yep. have to go, but he was it was a big crowded area, and it was you know all the MLB Network guys were there. Harold mm-hmm. Harold is it Harold Reigns mm-hmm. or Harold Reynolds? Yes. I always get those two names mixed up. One of them. They were there. Everybody was there. Carl Ravitch. I think Reynolds. Um, Reynolds. Yeah, Reynolds. Was the broadcaster. There was a ball yeah. player, Harold Reigns, too. That's what, I, that's what I'm getting confused. But I think they were yeah. both ball players, weren't they? They're both ball players. Well, I think Reynolds is the broadcaster. Yeah. And for all I know, he Reigns is somewhere, too, but I don't know. Yeah. Not on that show. Um, but yeah, and another one of your jingles that is up there is the bocce ball, as far as, you know, mm. just being recognized and the in studio yes. loving that, the in studio reactions. And, you know, a couple of days before I did that one, um, Brad did a one on the bocce story. I can't quite remember which one it is. Um, yeah, he did. Small raking device. I, yes. And, and so I remember when, I, when it occurred to me, oh, that's it. Because right? sometimes you're, you're just looking for bocce ball, you know, macho man. Bocce, that's that's mm-hmm. all you need. You mm-hmm. make the connection yep. between the idea that you're trying to write to, where it just comes to you, which mm-hmm. is frightening. That's yes. as stupid as that should just come to you. Wake up in the middle of the night singing, oh my gosh, you know, bocce ball. But um, <laughs> it takes genius and brilliance <clears throat> to be and to come up with something that stupid. Well, and, yeah. I, and it, I don't mean specifically that. I mean anything that any of the good stuff that no, I agree. any of us have ever there. done. It, it takes brilliance to do it. It, yeah. it is. I can't. I'll go back to the Tim Kirchin quote. I can't believe this is so stupid. I can't believe yes. I'm involved in this. Really. I can't believe I'm part of this. Right. I can't so believe stupid. I'm part of this. Yeah. So absolutely, and I will, willfully am a part of it. But you know, yes. so bocce, so Metro Man bocce ball, and then it becomes an exercise in well, what's the rest of the? How do you? do the rest of the song and I'm a yep. I'm like a mimic I mean I approach a song and I always think of myself as singing along with the AM radio in my head rather than actually singing I mean I'm a 
I'm sort of, I want, I want to match the vocal style. I want to match all the little mm-hmm. bits of the song the way mm-hmm. it is. I don't make the song my own, as they say on the on American Idol and all of that stuff. I try to oh, do yeah. that. And so I listened to that one and sort of dissected it. And, and then we're the, you know, then you have to think about how to, you know, if there's different lines and if the, if the chorus or if the background vocals are a crowd vocal, then how many times you're going to have to record yourself singing that line to make it sound full enough. All did you put like on a cop things. outfit to record one vocal? And then like I did none of that, but oh my gosh, when Steve did the Photoshop of the bunch of oh, us. Yeah. I oh, I love really, that picture. I was frightened for my career at that moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my was, my favorite line from that bocce ball song is, um, check in the shrub for the red one, y'all. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's, that's whatever the, you know, so some of them, I can't hear the song on the radio and sing the right lyrics anymore. Oh, oh no, no. Right? me either. <clears throat> is it terrible? And so right now I can't think of what that line is in the song except he says y'all. Mm, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I like to like I said, I like to sort of match I don't want to match the sound. I don't necessarily use this I like to have the same um I, I like to have the same sound at the end of the lines that rhyme, even if it's not the same words. Yeah. Just because that oh, yeah, that builds the familiarity with the original, right? You're, you're mm-hmm. saying, yep. oh, well, that's what he said in the original. It's very close. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I can't use the same words, like same and game, or, you know, you can you can use words that that use that same sound. So the rhyming dictionary is my friend. Oh, yeah. Rhyme, yep. Oh, certainly for those kind of ones. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And the ones that you can uh, keep the exact lyric uh, keep a line here and there that is the original. I love, I love that when that works out. So oh, yeah. one of when my you can twist it and, and make it mean a completely yes. different meaning, but yeah. be the same words. Yeah. Uh, or so I did that one my first that day of jingling that first. No, it wasn't the first day. It was a couple of days later. But there's a line in um, in Allison, uh, mm-hmm. the Costello. Sometimes I wish I could stop you from talking, which is in uh, when I hear the silly things that you say. That's a line from the song. Yeah, and I left that intact. Um, I did not even have to change that lyric because that one comes true every day. Is the way, <laughs> way the rest of that goes, and that is one of my. It's funny you you sent me there, KJ. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite little bits. Well, that those are that is a fun when you can do that. Yeah. Um. So one more thing about the jingles. Um, Except I've forgotten now. You know, I did just turn 40. Um, yes. I, I have forgotten. Uh, oh, I remember what it was. You know how certain jingles give you earworms. And I think Rob Berg has said that your um, loss to the Giants again does that to him. Yes. Well, with mm-hmm. one, of, one of yours that is always in my head is um, the David Aldridge one that you did from the Stones. Oh, yeah. Painted, painted black. black. And it's yep. not... I was going to bring that up if you didn't. And, it, and that's that's a... I love that jingle. It's brilliant. But the one line that always sticks in my head is is not like the most brilliant part of the song. It's, here come the emails and the faxes and the notes. I sing that yeah. over and over. Like, yeah, I yeah. don't even know where it's coming from. Just in that, my head. That was in the... I mean, we were... 
faxes, jingles, and notes, putting those lines in the jingles was still... Right, yeah. We were still doing that pretty regularly in that time. Now, I should say, I don't know where in the U.S. Mickey Salins is, or if he's a listener, but that was a Mickey Salins uh, uh, jingle put up on the ideas page. Mm-hmm. And he he wrote it, and he might have written that line, and I saw that one, and maybe I had done some Stones ones already, and had I had done some Stones ones. I was like, oh, man, that's really good. Um, and and so I did it, and then I doubled it. He wrote a verse and a chorus or something, and then I wrote and added it so that it's the length that it is. And I remember oh. talking to you about that when the first time I came to D.C. for... Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't Jingle Fest. I think it was just. Mm-hmm. A, no, you were on. Yeah, it was tour. come. Yeah, I was just coming to see the the radio show and yeah. um, met up with you guys, you and Shad yeah. and and, and uh, Carol. Carol Connolly, and um, you were telling me about that jingle. You're like, I'm working on something right now, and uh-huh. uh, that was that was the jingle you were talking. That about. That was the one. Yeah. 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 That's great. And that one has the the uh, the high back. The high back chair, the chair yes, the, the chair yeah. high back, and all of that stuff. It's yeah, you know, that's really you know that was a fun one. That was the visit where you and and I said, look, we had just done the first collaboration I ever did. I mean, it was only a couple months after I started, and I'd only yes. ever done it by myself. But Hampton wrote, um, "Hi Hampton," uh, <laughs> wrote, "If I had a sirloin." Yep. And uh, I'm like, wait a minute, how does this how does this work that you collaborate? I had come in. Just a little bit too late for the Traveling Wilburys one that Jerry did with everybody. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so I didn't understand, uh, you know, isolated vocal tracks and how you we'd mail them around and mix them up. But that's the one that I learned on and that taught me on. And, and, and then it didn't air. And so because it didn't air, I said to you, look, I've, I've got an idea. Uh, we should do Mockingbird by James, Brown, uh, James Taylor and Carly Simon. And at that visit, I said, I, I'm, I'm working on it. I haven't, I haven't written it yet. And I think I didn't write it for a year. It was a while, yeah. It was, it was at least a year. <laughs> yeah, but it was well worth the wait. That's still that, one of my favorite one, collaborations. One, oh, done. yeah. That one worked out. So are there any other jingler, jinglers or jingles in particular um, that are some of your favorites besides uh, the ones that you've done? <laughs> so, so somehow you know that my, my own are my favorites? Is that it? No. <laughs> I feel I'm 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 agreeing with you. Yes, uh, but no, I think. So, well, a lot of yours are my favorite. Uh, some of my favorites. So I mean, definitely. See what I did there? Yeah. Uh, no, I actually, um, you know, who is is a favorite of mine, and he's been jingling as long as most anybody um, is Patrick Moffat, and uh, mm-hmm. I just think his style is great. His song choices are. Um, even though he does a lot of classic rock performers, when I met him, I asked him if you know so all this comes from his dad's record collection, and because <laughs> he's a young, he's a lot younger than me, and he's got all these you know Kinks and Beatles and Stones and all of those things in his repertoire, and uh, and he plays along, he accompanies himself on some of these things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but his uh, sort of dry laconic style I think is he's also I at least I think so does a little bit of the mimicry to capture the vocal style particularly he'll go from you know Johnny Cash over here to 
you know, to Weezer, I think his range of choices mm-hmm. are great. And yeah, he gets the vibe. And um, Andy's got the Monty Python and the Spinal Tap in there, which are really good. And you did, <laughs> you did, yeah. uh, Jason and John Nicewinger. Hi, John. Uh, also together with one of one of my favorites, which is "Give Me Some Mailbag." I think that original song, oh, yeah. "Give Me Some Money," is the funniest thing in Spinal Tap, and Spinal Tap is full of funny things. But yes. that one just gets me a hundred percent all the time. And um, totally Patrick's idea for that one. He well, came up with that idea and wrote that one. So that, yeah, that one's great. But you know, um, um, "Gone Fishing" by Weezer. He does. He called it "Waste My Days." And uh, it's 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 great. It sounds like Weezer. He sounds like Rivers Cuomo, but it's funny as all get out. And so and um, he he's done Pink Floyd a couple of times and mm-hmm. and uh, Incoherent State just relatively recently. So um, everybody go uh, listen to Patrick's jingles if you haven't listened to him. His numbers are not up there in the obsessive range. I think maybe I admire that about him. He's got the fullness to his life that he's not doing 183 (laughs) jingles. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, big shout out to Patrick Moffat and and, uh, everybody should go listen. Yeah, I I think I've said before that he was the first – the first thing that I had anything to do, jingle that I had anything to do with it was played on the show uh, was one that I kind of chimed in with him on. So I owe him a lot for that. That's great. Or or maybe, you know, credit or blame, whatever you want to say for getting me into this. (laughs) And one of the first, uh, not the first, but one of the first collaborations I did was one that he wrote. And I still, it's one of my favorites. And we actually got to sing it at this last TK Even Liver, which is in spite of... In spite of himself, which is, it's not that, it's called In Spite of Ourselves by Mm -hmm. um, John Prine and Iris Mm -hmm. Dement, and I just love that song. And yeah, I agree with you. Go check out Patrick's jingles. I believe he and I are going to do one uh, that I have let slip for a couple of months that I'm working on a backing track for. Uh, He and I and John are going to collaborate on another one, so hopefully um, before the end of the year we can get around to that. Excellent. Cool. What do you think about craisins and raisins in general? There we go. All I can think of, and in this is this this is a stupid old guy joke. Um, okay. So there was a, a mock um, mini series on broadcast TV, and I'm going to say this is like the late '80s, maybe early '90s. Carol, it was a it was like a dynasty. It's like they made fun of Dynasty kinds of shows. Mm-hmm. It was called Fresno. And Carol Burnett <laughs> owned a raisin ranch in, in Fresno. And it was about all of the... There was like two raisin families that were opposite each other. And they were evil and conniving and going against each other all the time. So whenever I think... I heard you guys discussing, well, what's a, what's a raisin anyway? Is it always a grape or is it any dried fruit and all of that stuff? <laughs> All I can think of is Carol Burnett in this TV show, which of course I had on video cassette. Hello, Millennium. VHS or Beta? VHS. Wow. Uh, for the longest of for the longest of times, and uh, uh, so anyway, I I am all in favor of all of the dried fruits, but uh, better still in favor of uh, TVs and movies that make fun of TVs and movies. 
Awesome. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, you turned me on to the Ruddles. So I the Ruddles. Say thanks for that. Right? Yeah. I mean, um, uh, they talk about take the money and run on mm-hmm. TK's show all the time and whatever you want to think about Woody Allen today. That movie is funny. Uh, yes. He did another one in the same time frame, and now I'm really nerding out. Um, but he took a Japanese James Bond movie. This is like pre-Mystery Science Theater 3000, right? Oh, wow. They took the they took a Japanese uh, knockoff spy movie and re and he cast it with American actors and comedians and they made up a whole other story over top of this. So when a woman <laughs> character was speaking, she was it was somebody's voice and I don't remember who all was in it. Uh, but um, those kinds oh, so of they, they, uh, they overdubbed it. They overdubbed it with an entirely That's different hilarious. story. They entirely different story. And 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 awesome. you turned me on to. I mean, I knew about it, and I knew I should watch it. But you're the one that said, John, you need to be watching this, and that was Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap, Robert I, Berg. <laughs> Robert Berg. I'm speaking to you and to only you. I think I think when we met, maybe the first time at Kilroy's, this came out. I think so. Misremembering it, might be misremembering this, but and it's now. I I, when the last you tweeted a couple of days ago, I still haven't seen that movie, or 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 somehow you made reference to that, and I thought it might be too late. There might be the the anticipation might be too great now that. I don't think so. You're gonna finally watch it and go really. I don't think so. It's It's, a cucumber in tinfoil, really. That that is something I think we can wholeheartedly agree on. That we recommend that if you have not seen that movie, so. you have to see that movie. Yep, I agree one hundred percent. And if you have seen it, watch it again. Yes, indeed. Yeah, that's a put down the remote when you when that one's on the TV. You just put down the remote. No, don't change the channel anymore. Exactly. Absolutely. Go. This is a song with words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should end what this segment is Okay, I'll tell you It's a quiz What do we know? So, John, if you don't mind, how about you stay, if you have time, you hang around with us and we do do a a quiz section. great. Do we Um, have a quiz? I believe you have suggested one um, that is Songs of the 70s. Yes. So I expect you to get a hundred percent. Is that where we're going with it? <laughs> well, this is this is the uh, this is the music of my youth, and I understand uh-huh. it, it may predate some of your very existence. But I like to think <laughs> that you know these songs have been playing ever since, and you mm-hmm. would have you would know them. One of the things, by the way, when I don't have ideas for songs, I'll listen to the '70s or the '80s station on Sirius XM radio, oh, uh-huh. and then a song will come on that oh nobody's done that or I haven't heard that in forever, and I'll mm-hmm. just write the title down and come back to it and you know jam a jam a yes. song out of it, jam a jingle out of it. So perhaps that will happen here. Yeah, yeah. this will give birth to a jingle. It sounds like we kind of do similar things, all of us, in, yes. in how we approach writing jingles. <laughs> yes. I do it with YouTube. I get into these YouTube lists of songs of the 80s or songs of the 90s or songs of the 70s, and mm-hmm. I'll just click through a bunch of them. And, you know, every every song has 30 more things on the side that you can click on. And so you just get into this branching path of endless 
songs and music and that's how i get and i was like oh that's a pretty good one let me write that one down yes so, exactly yeah. we should see like uh, you just said songs of the 70s in a way that mm-hmm. reminded me of have you seen the movie reservoir dogs yes so the super sounds of the 70s weekend that uh, i think uh, <laughs> Stephen wright is the dj on that yes. and the soundtrack to that is great we should see if that whole soundtrack has been jingled and if not we should fill in the blanks this is like oh. uh the endless like quest to do side two of Abbey Road. We could do yes. uh, yeah. the Reservoir Dog soundtrack. I all right, we should have assigned ourselves. Idea. I, Go ahead. I suppose I should put Reservoir Dogs on my list of movies to see. Uh, That's a uh, so Tarantino, isn't it? It is. Yeah. How, and it's, How big of a Tarantino fan are you? Well, I liked um, Pulp Fiction quite a bit. Um, yeah. Kill Bill, it, I thought, was okay. Um, yeah. The recent movie with Jamie Foxx. Um, Django. Django. I, I thought was a little much. <laughs> Maybe we should switch to a Tarantino quiz. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you could handle the violence and odd um, content of Pulp Fiction, um, Reservoir Dogs has some of that. It's a much more straightforward. Um, it's almost like a play kind of yes. happens in one main mainly yeah, like one it's a location. linear storyline and gangsters and lots of all the Tarantino dialogue that makes them interesting to watch okay. there's only one scene that I think you would go whoa oh I can't gosh, watch this yeah. okay well, let me, well now I have when Steelers to just wheel starts playing, you can yeah, close stuck your in the eyes. middle with you when that comes on, you yeah. might want to. Oh, go, okay. okay. I yeah. might need to look away. All right. Well, now I will watch it just to find out which scene you're and talking it's, about. It's a quick one. It's like ninety minutes. Yeah. yeah oh, it's not, okay. It's not that long. Not All right. Now long. I have a tally sheet, which I don't know why I'm doing because I'm going to put. The, I will not get one right. I bet. <laughs> oh, sure you will. All right. Uh, should we Let's, just? I don't know how many quiz questions are in the quiz. It says here sixteen. Sixteen. Jason, how many will KJ get right? We should come up uh, the over under oh, on KJ. Oh, good. Seven. I'm gonna say eleven. eleven. Oh my gosh, Jason! I'll take the under. Bless your heart. <laughs> John, taking well, the yeah, under. I'm only is going probably with like eleven way. or twelve for myself. Yeah. Okay. I'll take the over on me. So you've got you've got yourself beating me, Jason. Whatever you know, I mean, what, what gives shocker. you that idea? What a shocker! <laughs> well, we'll see. I I don't know. All right, so uh, this is, is a is one this... second quiz. One one second of audio, correct? Mm-hmm. Oh, is it? Is it just one second? Oh, yeah. By the first second. Oh yeah. boy. Yeah. Um, did I say eleven? Yeah. What are you going to take it to now? Uh, I'm going to say <laughs> seven. No. Seven. Okay. And what about for you? Seven. Oh, that's for me. Oh, seven. So I'm getting oh. like three. No, seven for both of us. Okay. <laughs> and John's going to be the winner. Okay, are we ready? Oh, I think I'm 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 predicting 14 or 15 out of 16. I, I'm going to have owned the 45 for seven of these. <laughs> yeah, I was getting ready to say. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Number one. Number one. Oh, I know that one. Yep. Okay, so yep. we all know it, so... It's, um, uh, the Gibb Brothers. Yep, Bee Gees. The, the Saturday Night Live soundtrack. Yeah. Staying alive. Staying alive. Staying alive. Also, the recommended song that you sing to yourself when you're doing a CPR for the cadence. For the cadence. Wait, wait a minute. What? 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 I, I'm not. I'm not kidding. So it's, I've never heard. You, when you I do chest either. compressions, one and two and three and four. A common problem is people go too fast. And so this is the recommended song to sing to yourself when doing that, as if you'd be calm enough, but whatever, um, so that you don't go too fast. 
Oh, I thought it was because it was staying alive. Yeah, you'd you're think so, them, right? Stay, you're yeah. staying alive, staying alive. That could be part of it. Maybe that's maybe they want you to think about that and please stay alive, Positive. please stay alive, and then sing that. You Google it. I bet you'll do you have find to it. sing it in falsetto because I couldn't save anybody's <laughs> life if I had to do that. Uh, I think you could pick your key. Oh, okay. All right. Do the Barry stay White alive. version. Staying alive. <laughs> uh, number two. Yeah, this is the first album I ever owned. Oh, okay. I know this one too. Yep. Yeah. I am. This is Michael this is Jackson Michael and his Jackson brothers. And his brothers. Jackson Five. What's the okay. name of the album and the single? ABC. ABC. Yeah. Oh, was the album ABC too? ABC. Yep. Cool. Yes, it was. That was under the tree awesome. one Christmas morning. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. All right, so we're two for two. Uh, number three. Number three. No idea. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I don't think I know this either. No, I'm coming up totally blank, and the letter spacing on the screen doesn't help either. Okay, so the first word is two boxes. It might be in or on. And something the something something the something. <laughs> this is now turned into um, corner cor- 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 cabinet. Yeah, cor- yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's the wheel of fortune. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I don't know this one. Me either. I certainly don't know it. Oh, no kidding! Wow, I wouldn't. I. If you would have given me like another second, I would have gotten that. Yep. Like another second of audio. Not right. Just a, a little bit of a little bit more of that yeah. guitar start. Yeah. Yep. So go I would your have gotten that too. Go your own way for yeah, Fleetwood Mac. All right. All right. That's a that was a tough one. Yeah. 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 yeah it was number four. Okay. All right, oh I got yeah. This. I think I know this. Most that. certainly you do. This is Benny and the Jets. <laughs> yes, Benny he's in the, the picture. Jet. Benny. All right, that's one of the ones from the picture. So we're Elton John, right? Yes, indeed. Yes, Elton okay. John. Most certainly, Benny and the Jets. Great song. Oh, and and the YouTube video is Elton John performs Benny and the Jets on Soul Train. I watch that all the time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Soul Train. Yeah. Yep. Don Cornelius. Don Cornelius. <laughs> yeah. So so far we've missed one, right? Yep. yep. We all have three, three and four. One. So we're ahead of the game. We are. It'll come back on us. <laughs> I'm I'm saying that, dreading now what number five is. All right, let's. Go All right, here. here we go. Number five. Mm. Um. You know what it sounded like to me when I first when the first I, second I know. there. It, it's. Uh, John knows it. This is Neil Young. What is that song? <laughs> Oh no! Brad's yelling it out right now, uh, listening to the <laughs> podcast. It's. Do the boxes help you? Um, I'm not. I'm not looking. I'm closing my eyes and squinting and saying. Oh shoot! Do you know Jason? No. But you're pretty sure it's Neil Young, huh, John? I think so. If yeah, he thinks why it's Neil it Young, so? just looking at the boxes. Yeah. I would say Heart of Gold. That's it. That's what it is. Just, just are you kidding me? Terribly embarrassed. 
Well, uh, I, I know that Neil Young song. I never would have gotten it from the audio. Oh, no. Okay, yep, well, I, maybe I shouldn't uh, really reveal this. Because it plays but... in. Yep. When I heard the first second, I thought I knew it wasn't because it's a 70s quiz. But I heard Boulevard of Broken Dreams by Green Day. Did you really? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. Did That's what really? I mean. Uh, I probably shouldn't have revealed well, there's that. Only, there's only 12 notes or something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I give, you know, Jason, you're not going to click listen anymore. You're just going to look at the five box, the boxes on the screen and guess the title. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you give me, yeah, you give me five, the artist two, and I can, I can play Wheel oh, of Fortune. Heart of, heart of gold. <laughs> All right, I'm giving both Jason and John a point for that one, and I'm no, not no, no, giving no. I myself a point. I don't get a point for that. Yeah, I don't. I don't don't give me a point for that. I can't. That was totally it. guessing. I would I would have never gotten that if he hadn't said Neil Young, and I knew that. Okay, that well, was that's basically one of the handful of Neil Young songs that I know the title yeah. of. So does John get a point for not getting the name of the song, no points. but okay. getting We're Neil Young? Tough scores. We're going to be tough scores on this episode. So you're Uh-oh. saying John's saying no points for him? I think he is. All right, three to three to three. Yeah. All right. Yep. Next. Next. <laughs> oh. I know this. Uh, I've played this song title. before. I've, had, I've covered this song. Yep. That's the song. It's Sir Something. Yes. Who sings it? Dude? Well, Stevie Wonder. Yes. Stephen Lind Morris. Uh, we've said we've brought up this before in this episode. This word. So no, no, never. In this it. episode, Jay? I have to tell yes. you when I listen to you give Kirsten <laughs> hints, I'm like, that, one, that's the hint of a person who knows it, uh-huh. not the one that's going to help a person that doesn't know it. <laughs> no. We've okay, been talking so... for an hour. One of these four-letter words is, has a, this four-letter word has come up in the hour that we've been talking. Oh, I got it now. Sir Wait, Duke don't say it. Sir, sir it. Yeah. I didn't hear him. Oh, sorry. Was I not supposed to? Sir, no, sir is the yes. first word. Correct. <laughs> and I did not hear what he said. What was one of the titles that? If I'm not king of the yeah, if he's not the lord I, of the jingle, the king he's of the, the, jingle, the jingle, or the lord of the jingle, I'm the. The Lord, not the Earl. Oh, the Duke. Duke. Yes, Sir, Sir Duke. Duke. I don't know that song uh, by title I, anyway, and I don't know it by its first second. Apparently, <laughs> um, the chorus is "You can feel it all over." Um, goes like that. Mm, okay, well, Jason gets a point, and so does John. All right. Well, it's head to head, four to four to Ooh. three. Wait, is this a competition? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, next. Next. Okay. That is a female vocalist uh-huh. from the 70s. I know Donna Summer's in the picture. Yep. That's what it. I'm thinking. So John's got it. I've got it. I believe that this record had, this record, listen to me, this <laughs> record, it was like it was like an 18-minute long disco jam. Oh. If I'm remembering, and I might be confusing it with another Donna. It's not Alice's table. Restaurant, then. It has something to do. <laughs> it has something in common with a noteworthy scene in When Harry Met Sally. Oh, the noteworthy oh. scene when she's in the restaurant? When she's in the restaurant, okay. yes. Uh, okay, so it's Donna but, Summer. Yes. 
And she and she's after that second, she's about to. Well, maybe not at the opening of the song, but that's what she says right before she sings the title of. The okay, song. I think I know what this is based on that. I remember now you saying Donna. Uh, it's definitely Donna Summer. It. I think I know the title based on the the boxes. Yeah, you, you do. <laughs> it has the. It has. It has the word love in it twice. Twice. Love, blank, love, the, mm-hmm. love the one you're with. No. <laughs> <laughs> love to love. Okay. Love need, to love. We need, we need to up your disco game. I know. Yeah. The only disco I know is when you asked me to do a jingle with you, John. <laughs> Which one was that? Hall of hey, Heart of uh, Hall of Fame, Band of Gold. Oh, Band of Gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That might be pre-disco. Is it? Okay, I yeah. guess I don't love. I don't know this love one. To love, love you, to love you, babe. Oh, okay. Yep. Now that now you say that, it's super easy. Yep. Of course. <laughs> now that you give me the answer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So who gets points for that? John. Yeah. Yeah, John and, definitely. And Jason. I wouldn't have known it if he... Well... You knew it was Donna Summer. I th- yeah, yeah, I guess Donna Summer. Yeah, yeah. So. Are you okay with a point for yes. that, John? Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> Number eight. No idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this one's been jingled, too. That narrows it down mm. to 2,438. <laughs> From the 70s. So that's 1,700. Yeah, that wasn't really a hint. That was just sort of a thinking out loud. Oh, okay. So um, That's all my hints are anyway. It's just nonsense that I'm just yeah. like, hmm. Um, Male vocalist, Englishman with a band in the 60s and then was a, with a couple of bands in the 60s and then was a uh, breakout um, soloist in the 70s. Uh, hmm. Not so long ago, well, probably 10 years ago, did a, a, a one of these um, albums of standards. Um. More than once, I feel like, KJ, I've had a song and you saw it, you said, oh, that so-and-so did that song? I thought it was this artist. Oh, um... Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart. Oh, Rod Stewart, you're right. I never would never would have gotten this. Maggie May. Maggie May. There you go. I never would have gotten that. I got Maggie no May from the boxes, that. but I don't think I can count. John, you you're leading six to five to three. Ooh, I've got separation. All right. That's good. I, I would I never would have gotten that from the just not the from one second. That was good. No way. Good mm. job. All yeah, right. Very good. Next. I know that one. Ooh. Yeah. Boom. Whoa. Hmm. I don't think I know this one. I'm shocked. Are you serious? You do too. You know it. I don't know this one. I don't think I Not from that snippet. It's like the Fleetwood Mac one. We're not from that snippet. Okay, well, you want some hints? Oh, no, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me let me listen. Okay. Again. <laughs> Jason wants this point pure. Yeah, yeah, he does. Is this is this Simon and Garfunkel? Uh huh. Yes. But the 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 words I looked at the boxes. The words don't fit. Sure. What I think the title of this is. 
it, it fits the title of the song. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I got yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't it. have it. Um, so, so you can skip ahead. <laughs> this is Art Art Garfunkel singing, right? Yeah, he's singing it, and um, mm-hmm. it's probably the most beautiful song that they have. Um, hmm. Uh, Joe yeah, Arrow did a jingle to this. Uh, Hi, so Joe. Did, so did uh, Jerry to, <laughs> Negrelli. I had to cut a few word two. I had to cut two words off the beginning of what I actually thought this title of this yeah. was in order to get to make it fit in the box. Yeah, I know yeah. which two words you. Um, it is. This has been <laughs> covered a bunch, and like, this is this might be their most played song. It's definitely my favorite song that they have, because it's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. When you're weary. Really, it's this one, it's that one. Okay, bridge over troubled waters. Yeah. yeah. Water, water. Ah. Huh. I was thinking like a bridge over troubled water. Mm-hmm. Was like, like a I yeah. I don't. I can't uh, make this fit. <laughs> I, yeah, piano. It, I mean, it is piano song, but. I did not get near that from the intro. So no points for me. Jason, you got a point because you you did figure it out um, after you listened to it a second time. I mean, you didn't get... Yeah, you got it. You got even the yeah. name of it. Yeah. So Jason and John are tied, and we're we don't tied. really... We don't need to report my score. Three? You, I have, you're what? One behind us? I have Just four. One? I have four. Oh, you got that one. I didn't add. I got that one. Credit. Yeah. I would have given up on that if you hadn't said... You definitely know this, and it's very popular, and it's been jingled a lot. Oh, so you mean I screwed myself out of a that's uh, a point out of catching up? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. The advantage because I would have said, "Oh, this is just some '70s song." But when I was like, "Wait a minute, this is a standard song. I, I've heard this before. This is familiar. I know." And I just looked at the boxes and was like, "No, nah, it can't be that." And you probably thought, "Well, if KJ knows it, there's no way I shouldn't know it. I have to get it." <laughs> Well, you may. I think you were the one that said, "Oh, come on! You got? Are you kidding me?" Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we move on? That was good though. Uh, yeah. Question number, number ten. Ten. Uh, yep. Yeah, I think so. Here we go. Hmm. No, I have no idea. This sounds like I got it. Jeannie McManus would hate this. So that means oh. it's uh, <laughs> I know what it is. The uh, group that night. does Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Three Dog Night is that the right. one? Yeah, that's the yeah, one. It's that song, but that's not the title of the song. Oh, that, oh, I didn't even think about it being that song. I just know she hates that song. She does. Yeah, that, that's what it is. Um, that's the song. But it's not. It's not called Jeremiah was a bulldog. No, uh-uh, it's it's the chorus. Uh, it's, it's what they say in the chorus. It's also the name of a song that's coming up this holiday. Oh, yes. joy to the world. Yes. yes. I can't right. according according to John's rules. I I do oh. not get a point for that. But you two, I do. was scoring me tough. I don't. You don't have to score you tough. I was just scoring me. Oh, tough. We, we try to go with the guest rules. Yeah. All, right. You know. yeah. All right. Okay, you guys are tied, right? You both. Well, then got eat that it one? in honor of Gene. Eat it, McManus. <laughs> I would have never gotten that if you hadn't said though. I don't know if I. I don't think I should get a point with that. I never would have gotten that if you hadn't said. It's it's the band that Jeannie hates because I was thinking it sounds like um, the beginning to "You're My Best Friend" by Queen. It, it does oh, okay. have that same, uh, that same. But the boxes didn't fit. So. Yep. Okay, so I took Jason's point away, and John is currently mm-hmm. leading. Okay. Oh, tough. Uh, number eleven. Oh, I know this one. Yes. I got it. Um. This is another song I've covered before. Have you? Great oh, yeah. song. That, that that particular lead wah guitar part right there. Mm-hmm. But why am I not getting the title? 
I have the artist. Wilbon would love it. Yes. Yep. Um, I've been really oh trying gosh, to hold back yes. for so long. I'm going to have to sing the whole song to get it. And if you right? feel the way that I feel, <laughs> come on. Oh, let's get it on. Yes. yes. There you go. Everybody gets a point. Oh, well, that, was a good one. that was generous of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Next. Number 12. Aww. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Hey, That's too easy. Jason Everybody and I have done this jingle. Too. Yes, we've done a jingle yes, this indeed. together. I know. Yes, um, let me Now, knowing that, let me make sure. Because to me, it's yeah, uh, the That's the yes. name of it. <laughs> Um, Scream out. La Freak, right? La Freak? Yes. Okay. Say yes. Chic. By Chic. By Chic, yeah. There's another disco. So really, is that was that this considered disco? This is definitely disco? hardcore disco. Yeah. So yes. This is definitely disco. John, you're not the only one that has, um, you know, introduced me to jing- introduce uh, you to disco this, jingles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm giving everyone a point. Would you consider... Um, Lady Marmalade is that a is that a disco song? Um, I think when uh, I think when Labelle did it, maybe, but not when mm-hmm. Aguilera and Pink and whoever. Well, I, I was thinking of the Labelle version yeah, the when LaBelle. we did that. Yeah, one too. yeah, I don't know that I would. I, I think that's just sort of over the top R and B. But there was a. Mm. I, I'm not sure. I'm not I'll a musicologist. You know, there were non-jingle, non-disco songs in the disco era, and then there's things that really marked it. You know, yeah. there were all, I mean, the instrumentation and the orchestration, rather, is the orchestration of songs like that were, were sort of huge. And then they had orchestras that did disco songs, which was, yes. which was a riot. Chic <laughs> um, definitely in the disco, squarely in the disco absolutely. era. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And brought back to us with the, with the whole uh, Daft Punk. Yes. Uh, get Lucky. Get yeah. Lucky. Brad's yeah. jingle of Get Lucky just made me Niles, laugh. the same so, guitar player from Sheik. Oh, yes, that's that Niles Rogers, yeah. Oh, playing really? the same Playing the same <laughs> yes. strat. Made a career off of one guitar. That that lick and that that guitar. I mean, yeah. he played the same guitar. They just did. They just did replicas of it. He mm-hmm. gave it. Oh, I read. I read. He gave it. You know, to uh, Fender, and they modeled it and got all the nicks and all the scars in the right place. And yep. And uh, yeah. Wow. Which is very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, what number? Thirteen. Number thirteen. Yep. I got a hit. Here we go. Up here. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know that one. It's um. Hmm. Oh shoot! I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. So this band, this this could be the beginning of almost any number of their songs. <laughs> um. Oh shoot! And I'm not even sure which one this is. <laughs> I want to look in iTunes, and so. And go look up. You guys, it's... Um, is this... Uh, when you say that, it makes me think Ramones. Well, I think it's a Ramones song, yeah. Okay, that's but what The I, boxes I, are not I helping not me. Uh, 
the boxes are not helping me. Mm-mm. So that's why I couldn't tell you what it get is. Get there. Um, I think this one's no points for anybody. When you, <laughs> Kirsten has gone totally silent. Yeah, because okay, I only know one Ramon song. Right, you know, and the, the boxes don't match that. One. No, and the fact that you said that all the songs or many songs sound similar, and the fact that Jason says, "Well, I think that must be the Ramones," I just, I don't know, have anything else to say. <laughs> it's like, okay, great guess, <laughs> nice job out of you. I, <laughs> uh, um. I would have went with Nickelback, but I know we're not in that decade. <laughs> um, I think I have it. You do? I think. What I do have you got? Blitzkrieg Bop. Yep. Blitzkrieg that has to be it. The oh three letters. Gosh. The three letters. Yep. The boxes help me, but that's the same three chords they played in every song. Yes. Yep. Blitzkrieg Bop. Blitzkrieg that's bop. the answer. There we go. Very good. All right, so um, John gets points and nobody else does. Correct. Okay, we've got just a few more. Close to the end. Yes, we are. All right, fourteen. Yep. Here we go. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. KJ, you got to get this one. No pressure. Okay, I need to listen to this one again. Yes, you do. Okay, uh, this one is. Oh on wait a minute! No wait, wait a minute! I I thought it was a different song. Oh no! You know what keeps coming? Is this Carly Simon? What keeps? Sounds very Carly Simonish. Oh, you thinking it's your not your Sylvain? It's no. not Carly Simon. Same era. Tony talks about her all the time. Now I've got it. Sorry to mislead you. Do you think I should get it? Um. Yeah. I, I, this is a classic Brill Building. Oh. Um, uh, I'm going off female of boxes song and the writer. fact that there's an apostrophe in one of them. Uh-huh. When it's too late. It's too late. Is that not Carly Simon? Who is that? That's Carol King. Okay, now. Oh, no. I deserve to be. Gonna, oh, were you saying the name of the song or were you saying we've been recording so long it's too late <laughs> to still be doing this? I'm going totally off of. I thought that was a Carly Simon song. I, I wouldn't thought have got that it was the Sylvain, the opening. That, that, it does that kind of sound is, like that. Yeah, yeah, I similar. thought. Oh. And, and, and then I, I saw was, the apostrophe and I was convinced. Uh, yep. The, the only thing that I kept hearing was that there's a I can't tell you why. I can't tell you why. That's kept going in my head, but that's not It's Too Late. No, that's the Eagles. Okay. All right, I don't get any points. The bass player singing the vocal and the lead vocal. Um, John gets a point, correct? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, he got got it. And Jason, do you get a point? John, does Jason get a point? Yeah. He got it. He he just listened over and over. He got Brill Building. That was the only clue. Okay. Got off of Brill Building, then good for him. I thought it was It's Too Late by Carly Simon. So when you said not Carly Simon, I was like, oh, Whoops. maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I'm, going off of the, the very, I'm going off of the apostrophe in the box. Very similar. Yes. All right. I should have known better than that, though. I should get a point deducted for not knowing Carol King, though. Well, okay. <laughs> I won't deduct, but. All right, we got two more. Two, two to go. All right, 15. Um, mm. I don't know that one. Surprise, surprise. I don't know it. Um, 
I feel like this is one that I'm going to keep be like, oh, I should have gotten this one. If I keep playing this one second sound bit bite over and over again, maybe I'll get it. It has a piano. Yeah. Is this Elton John? I don't think they would do two Elton Johns in, in the quiz, do you? Oh, we already had Elton John, didn't we? Benny and the Jets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I Although do not. We haven't had one. the other person in the in the picture. Oh, have we? yeah. Jimmy uh-huh. Page. Oh, it's it's it's. Uh, Is it uh, a Led Zeppelin song? Under there. It doesn't sound like Led Zeppelin. No. I I'm ready to hit the give up button. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna get this. Oh, that was Rhinestone Cowboy by Glenn Campbell. Oh my Campbell. gosh! I never, no, I would not. Never would have gotten that. I would have no. needed three seconds or four seconds wow. to get there. So, was... okay, the last one may just be Led Zeppelin then. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say it's Led Zeppelin. Okay, All right, number 16. <laughs> yes, it's Led Zeppelin. Oh. Oh, yeah. Everybody <laughs> knows that, right? This is the easiest right? one. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. How can that be in any quizzes? <laughs> That's exact. This was in another quiz that we took. Yes, it was. Was it really? Yep. Of great guitar songs, and I'm like, just... Just give people the points for that one. I just think of you can't this, you can't even ask that question. The scene in the Wayne and Garth movie. Yes. Uh-huh. No stairway. The sign. No stairway. In the guitar shop. No stairway. <laughs> so, just for in case there's someone out there that doesn't know it, it's "Stairway to Heaven" by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jimmy Page picture gave it away. Yeah. And I yeah, it, yes, was, uh, I think, it gave itself yeah, away. I think we all would have gotten. I actually would have gotten that. Oh yeah. Okay, here's the final tally. We have our, our guest today is the winner with 13 Excellent. out of 16. No kidding. Surpassed, surpassed the all predictions. I, um, Jason nailed it. I got seven correct. <laughs> oh, I got something and right. And Jason got get a 10. Point for that. Jason, give, um, give I'll, Jason I'll a point for that. guessing yours and he's at 11. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> John's the winner. Um, your prize oh. is uh, thank you very much for joining oh. us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for doing all of this and keeping us all so uh, entertained week to week and connected. It's really great. And uh, I look forward to listening to you guys. I'll skip over the me parts. So you'll have like six minutes of podcast after, <laughs> after skipping. You can't over. hold us to six minutes, but okay, take eight. It'll be more than that. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, thank you All very right. much. Hey, thanks, guys. Yes, thanks, Joe. Let's talk about fantasy FB. Let's talk about a little's league. Let's talk about all the good teams and the bad beats from last week. Let's talk about specs. Let's talk about stats. Let's talk about flex. Let's talk about fantasy football. Welcome to another week in fantasy football. That's what this is, right? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, we're probably going to talk about that, I'm I'm assuming. At some point, we'll get around to it. Welcome to this week in International Chocolates. (laughs) Oh. You know, it's actually, so it's week 14. I'm not in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to look at waivers because I'm not like, I don't understand. Well, no, I kind of do understand. I kind of do, but I kind of don't. When you're eliminated from the playoffs and you're in the constellation bracket, you're not playing for anything. Don't pretend like your season isn't over. It's over. Right. Yes. Sure, there are some games up there, there's some matchups. And yeah, maybe you want to throw a lineup together, but don't steal something that somebody could use in the playoffs. Right. So, oh, you mean from the waiver wire? 
Yeah, yeah. Like if somebody is in in the top six is looking to pick up a player and and somebody who finished like dead last for their consolation bracket matchup, that always annoys the hell out of me. I I forget every year, no matter how many times I play this, I always forget until I see that first round of the playoff set up that they do a consolation thing. Mm. I completely forget that there's still games for everybody. Did nah, you, I mean, everybody gets a trophy. Yeah. Did you notice that someone was doing that on the waiver wire? Is that why no, you bring I'm it just, up, or are you just saying in general you don't like No, that? I actually did notice that. Oh, okay. Um, but I wasn't going to pick up anybody because I just didn't want to. So, But basically, my season is over, mm-hmm. and I've accepted. I, I had to accept that a while ago because it was clear I wasn't going to make the playoff, probably. Um, and Jason is the one that beat me out, so I can live with that. And I don't have to worry about it. So I was unbelievably angry about three weeks ago. And then it just sort of, you know, this week, eh, whatever. It's kind of nice relief. Yeah, this is kind of like what it'll be next year if you do a commentary on this crazy league and decide if you do decide not to play. I'm thinking about offering my consultation services to maybe one person that plays. Like if somebody wanted me to be just sort of a draft consultant so it won't mm-hmm. be my team but right. it'll be like i'm playing along and then that way i can at least if i'm a tag along on somebody's team then i will be able patrick doesn't have to go through any machinations to get me into the league so i can look at it so if we do comment on it oh like sure. I, it, it, yeah. it's it's easy so yeah so i think i might do that um although I almost got an ulcer from rooting for Sean Morrissey's team on Sunday. <laughs> I was going to say Monday. you've experienced that a little bit this year. How was that? It's it's aggravating because <laughs> it's I'm not directly involved. I can't control it, and yet right. I feel vicariously as if it's my team, and that I'm somewhat responsible because I'm giving mm. advice. So if the advice doesn't work, now I feel terrible because somebody put up real money. Yeah, you had I was that problem. Ask if you with... felt any kind of responsibility attached to that, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. in our league, it's it's just you know, it's there's no money on the line. But I still right. felt bad. Like if if somebody picks up a player, like this week, I'm going to advocate that KJ plays Ladarius Green. Now she's going to do what she wants. KJ is going to play Ladarius Green. <laughs> okay, so I didn't have to. Okay, no. You absolutely had that a few weeks ago. The last time I think it was the last time we talked yes. that, about this that you said you told her to pick him up, and he had a huge breakout and would have absolutely been picked up by somebody else in our league this week. Exactly, even people that weren't paying attention would have picked him up. Maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe one of those people that shouldn't pick up anybody because their seasons are over, except that there's exhibition games at the end of the year. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Exhibition. That's, that's essentially what it is. So. Um, where was I going? But anyways, if he, if he like, well, now that she said I'm absolutely doing it, then that's mm-hmm. on her. So if if he has a bad game, she was going to do it anyway. So I won't yes. feel bad. Yep. B- but like I was rooting along with Sean, and he needed a big game from Moncrief, and Moncrief has been giving like four catches, thirty yards, and a touchdown, which is weird because last mm-hmm. year, and then his rookie year too. I think he had a couple big games. One of them was against the Steelers, and I can't remember whether it was last year or the year before. But, um, I mean, he's 6'2", 225. He's got great agility. He's got great speed. The, people thought that maybe, if anything, that he was going to be a downfield threat. And hmm. now he's he's sort of like getting Jarvis Landry stats, except he's not lining up in the slot all the time. So I don't know what's going on there. And I haven't 
watched enough cult games. I think what I'm going to do is probably in January, you know how the we've talked about this before, but the NFL has that all 22. Yeah. I think I'm going to get the the all 22 and in the off season, uh, look at some things that don't make sense to me. I want to know what's going on with Randall Cobb. I want to know what's going on with Dante Moncrief. I want to know what's going on with Jarvis Landry, stuff like that. I must um, have been sleeping. What What is all 22? When we, I must have been talking sleeping when shot. we were talking about this. I don't remember we talking about s- it. We might have just. I I don't. We, I don't think we really went into it too deep. Okay. I think it might have just been in passing. So right, it, that's it's on. It's Maybe a you TV? were eating milk duds. Maybe it's a TV <laughs> show or what? It's no. through the um, NFL.com website. Okay. And it's just it's a database of, and it actually goes back a number of years. Mm-hmm. And you basically can watch the coaches tape. Oh it's boy, a angle, that that's a deep get. dive right there. But it 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 shows you like. No, the first important thing is to know what the coverage is. And you can't tell that mm-hmm. when you're on. Um, and then, you know, when linebackers are dropping, you want to see what kind of zone they're in. You know, are, are right. they are they single high? Are they three deep? But all you get is the one, you know, wherever the ball is, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get the broadcast angle is never going to show you any of that stuff. No. So this is a so paid you, thing. You pay for this. Yeah, it's about $100. Oh, okay. But you, you get every game um, for every team for the year, including playoff games. And then they have a database of, I want to say it goes back like three or four years, maybe five, where you can watch any of those games too. This is basically the same kind of view when, you know, Jaws comes and says, I've been watching the tape. This is what he's watching. Right, exactly. Oh, okay. Got it. Really breaking down the film. Yes. Right, so. See, I would have thought, I would have, I honestly thought you already had that. Mm Mm-mm. I was going to do it this year, but I didn't have enough time. And I I wanted to make sure that I had enough time to um, evaluate, especially for when you play Dynasty. I mean, you want to know, you don't want to just look at the numbers. You want to know how the guy played, because then you can project into the future what you can expect. And Mm -hmm. with some of these players, I just don't know. And I haven't watched a lot of football this year. Oh, I um, haven't So even from that perspective, even though you're getting a limited camera view, I still haven't seen that many games. And I really want to know what's going on with Moncrief. And so whenever you're watching the the All-22... It's it's kind of easy. Like you can see the quarterback making his progressions because you can see everything happening. So he, you know, mm-hmm. it's a three step drop. The guy on the out is covered. Okay, now he looks over the middle. Whatever, you know, down the seam. He looks at that. No. Okay, now he's looking down the field over the top. You know, whatever, whatever the 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 route combinations are. So right. So is it called all twenty two because there are like twenty two different angles? Because or you can see all think about, it, think about it. Think about it for a second. Wait, don't give her the answer. Think Damn about it. it for a second. Twenty-two people on the field. There you go. Well, there you go. Okay. Oh, perfect timing. <laughs> you just cricketed yourself. Oh my god. You know what? Cricketing myself is always a good idea. Um, uh, you said it, not yeah. me. So speaking of you, you mentioned. Wait, hold on, hold on. Twenty, twenty-two ankles. <laughs> I just let that just went right by me. That is not my oh, specialty. Oh God! Camera angles. So did you it's think like that a, there it's were like twenty two? Scre- yeah, exactly. Did you like? There's a camera that- everywhere. No, but I'm like no, that did, is true. Within twenty two envision- quadrants. You're right. Right. So did you think that you're like watching the game with fly eyes? Is that what you imagined? Like the screen looks like. <laughs> Well, it's like a security monitor. I was right. imagining <laughs> that you you could choose different um, angles. You could cl- oh, okay. you could click on oh, camera one, camera two, camera three. 
That would totally make sense because if you wanted to watch the linebackers, you might get one camera. If you wanted to watch yeah. the DBs, yes. yeah, it's, to- that it's totally. That might be nearly as idiotic do. as the <laughs> the picture I had in my head. <laughs> well, do they have it set up now where if you get that, do you get like other camera angles um, in part as part of that package? That like, I don't you... know. I don't okay. know. See, hmm. the crickets don't work anyway. We're still talking about all 22. Yeah, but it was a different beat. Like, we stopped talking about what we were talking about in the way we were talking about it. And then, <laughs> and then we, we started talking about the same thing. True. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, okay. so we so, talked about who's not in the playoffs. Do you want to run through who is in the playoffs? Okay. Well, I tweeted this out, but let's let's recap it. So mm-hmm. my original predictions, I went back to our um, the, the day after the draft. I think it was the day after the draft that we did mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yep. We had a preview and then we had a review. Yeah, that's even and better. Tell us what you got right and what you got wrong. So I predicted you would win um, the division, the other division. You and Jason are in the one and I was in the other one. Mm-hmm. I predicted you would win that that division. What is it, the fat and the old? Hold on. Let me grab the It is the fat here. and the old. Okay, so you're in fat and old. I'm in bald and orange. Mm-hmm. So I said Spike would win the bald and orange and you would win fat and old. Um, you had a shot at it actually on the last day of the season, but you just got crushed. Crushed. Even if your team had played well, you wouldn't have won. So it wasn't really on you. No, there's no um, way. But you did, uh, finish tied for second with Jason, who I did not predict would make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So yes, you were eight and five. Did. He was, he was eight and five. Um, I predicted Spike <laughs> would win the other division and he right ended up nine and <laughs> Huh? I believe I had that. What? That Jason was going to make it. Did you really? Yes. Yes. And you both are like, Jason Fuse? No way. Even I was like, no way. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that. He not only made it, he went in ahead of me. He's the fifth seed, and I am the last seed. And not only that, but his team is playing better than yours. Oh, absolutely. My team limping into the playoffs. Okay, okay, calm down. We're going to look at that in a second. So, Spike, 9-4 and four in the other division, finished second. Um, mm-hmm. The best team in the league is, I, I think, without a doubt, is Joe. He went 9-3-1, and one, so he finished mm-hmm. a half game ahead. Um, I did not predict Joe would make the playoffs. The, the teams I predicted, hmm. so I had KJ winning the division, Spike winning the other division. And then the other four playoff teams, Patrick, who won your division, he went 9-4, mm-hmm. and four, although his team isn't very good either. Uh, so I had that. I predicted that Claire would make the playoffs. She did. She's eight mm-hmm. and five. So she's, and is, the, she's she is the one I'm picking to win right now. Really? Oh, she's been like scoring in the you know high hundred and teens like for the last two or three weeks. I thought. Oh, Joe. I think Joe. I think it's okay. Joe's. Uh, yeah, he would be the second choice here. Yeah. Um, and then I predicted that I would make a. Uh, uh, make a make a playoff spot <laughs> that is not good can you you know what don't even edit that out um i, I predicted i would make the playoffs that did not happen i finished six six and one in ninth place now and then the the last the, the last person i predicted to make the playoffs was john fitzpatrick oh who lost his net last nine games in a row and he went three and ten Ooh. so that's that yeah, that's not he good. He was the last nine in a row. I didn't <laughs> he was three that. and one at the end of September. Oh my gosh! And he's three and ten. Oh, wow. I don't. Yeah, I, ooh. Um, and he earned it too. He didn't have any bad breaks. I don't think he he uh-uh. 
he finished next to last in points. So, ouch. Yeah, he earned the that spot. <laughs> Whoa. Well, he kind of knew his season was over a, a few weeks ago with that trade, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And KJ and I have much. some thoughts on that trade. Um, <laughs> that but... trade was um, okay. That trade was terrible, and I guess I should have pushed the veto button, but I didn't want to be that person. Um, I don't believe in vetoing trades. Yeah, um, I don't either. What is this veto button you're talking about? You can you're, veto you're allowed a to trade. reject a trade. Oh, where what, do I see that? Is it when it sends in me an email? Yes. Oh, I guess I should look at that stuff. If you want to veto, you do. No, you shouldn't because you shouldn't you shouldn't veto. Um, no, I don't think I would ever do that. No, I wouldn't either. But I wanted to because that was that was a huge gain for Patrick. So here's the I, problem that I have with that trade. In, in and trades like that in general, mm-hmm. I believe at the time the trade was made, John was pretty much. I think he might have officially been eliminated. Hmm. So if you can't make the playoffs, you really shouldn't be making trades. Now it, it that makes sense. If he thought that the players he was getting were better, that's just a subjective evaluation. I'm not gonna tell anybody that their opinion is. I mean, I might say their opinion is wrong if I have to be a commenter. Right. But if he really believed that getting Greg Olson was made it worth it for him, and he could find, I think he traded who was the who are the big gets Lamar Miller, Lamar Miller, mm-hmm. I think, and Martellus Bennett, right, and he got back Wendell Smallwood, mm-hmm. Greg Olson, and J.J. Nelson, I think, and Wendell so Smallwood, I think he's already right. dropped. I don't think he's on his roster anymore. Did he get injured? He might have. There's been a lot of injuries. But to me, the best player in that trade probably was Greg Olson with the way that things are going this year because Lamar Miller has been mm-hmm. underperforming. Mm-hmm. But in terms of potential value with Gronk being injured off and on, I think the he got the better end of the deal. Now, right. maybe John thought Wendell Smallwood was going to become the starting running back in Philadelphia because the job was clearly open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from that perspective... If he thinks he was getting the better part of the deal to improve his team, I'm not going to tell him. I'm not going to veto a trade. I'm not going to say that he shouldn't be allowed to do it. Absolutely. Not. If yeah. he had been eliminated and couldn't make the playoffs, then what's the point of making that trade? That would be the only way that I would say this really shouldn't go through. Yeah, that angle makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it was. I thought the trade was a little bit more. I thought the trade was a little bit more crazy than that. But now that I'm looking at it. Lamar Miller and Bennett. I don't think it's that it's not that great. Like I don't think it was that huge of a deal, even though at first I thought it was. Well, although he's still scoring, Patrick is still scoring a lot of points. He he must Miller must have done something well recently. I don't think he has. Maybe it because was I have him on on um, my other redraft team. Oh, okay. And we've been we've been sitting him. He hasn't been doing that great. I don't think he had that many good games this year. Because he's yeah, you can injured. Look at their, I'm looking at the last four weeks. He had, going backwards, he had 2, 4, 18, and 8. So basically he had one, one good really week. good week. Yeah. Right. So you can't Got count it. on him. I mean, he's not, uh-uh. he's not necessarily going to put you over the top. But he does have that potential. And, you know, yes. maybe he was hurt, and maybe he's rounding into form or... If the offensive coordinator starts emphasizing him, I don't know. I haven't 
you know, I don't think I've seen any. I don't think I've seen any Texans games. I don't think I've seen a single game. I saw I mean, this I just, week's with the Packers. I couldn't possibly watch Brock Osweiler. I mean, it just, you know, so. Yeah. He might be the worst quarterback in the league. Well, Cleveland's Chicago. Mm. He might be the worst regular starting quarterback okay. in the league. That they went out and said, this is our guy. He's definitely the worst quarterback that's making $18 million a year. Yeah. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> and it's the first year of that deal. Oh, my God. They're, and they're tied yeah. to him. I mean, that was a huge signing bonus. Yes. They can't get that's, out from under that. That's what makes mm-hmm. him the worst quarterback yeah. in the league. Yeah. Oh, my God. But speaking of it's trades. stuck with it. Uh, I don't even know who you got, but you giving Joe Arrow, Jordan Howard, uh, that was a good deal for Joe Arrow. I got Jimmy Graham. Okay. That's pretty good, especially with Gronk out now. Here's the thing. Jimmy Graham was the second highest scoring tight end in the league. I had Doug mm-hmm. Martin, Jay Ajay, Le'Veon Bell, and Jordan Howard. I, I was streaming garbage at tight end. Now, I could have got Ladarius Green... But he hadn't, I don't think he had even gotten in the lineup yet. No, not and at that time. I didn't know time. what they had. Yeah. So. You were loaded at running back. This right. Mm-hmm. So if I hadn't traded him, I was going to trade Ajay or I was going to trade Martin. But I couldn't play all those guys. So mm-hmm. it upgraded his roster, but it also upgraded mine. Sure. And without Jimmy Graham, I wouldn't have beaten Spike. Right. Because well, he scored a touchdown this week. I'm, so I'm a little bit bitter that you beat Spike. Yeah. And Joe, like you said, Joe Arrow crushed me this week. It was like 136 to 64. It was really bad. But wow. Jordan Howard had three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. And well, and with oh Matt Barkley, your quarterback. Yeah. And so. I thought I had a chance in the very beginning because Matt Ryan wasn't doing anything. But I didn't. I had no chance. Well, that doesn't matter at this point. We got, you know, there's five games left that count. Yep. And you're alive. I'm alive. So, yep. So let's look at who get who got the buys. Yeah. I mean, we've already said that Joe and Patrick won the division, so they have buys. Right. Um, so let's look at the two games that we'll have this week. Uh, All right. Week so Jason is playing Claire. Yes. And KJ He's is playing Spike. Um, <clears throat> hold on. Let's look at the rosters here. I you, you, okay. I, I'm not set with who I'm going with yet. I think you should be Andy Dalton against Cleveland. I like that matchup. That's why I put him back in. Um, and oh, there you go, trying to sneak in Brandon LaFell because you want like a connection. I you got to get him out of there. You have <laughs> got Cleveland, to get him out of there. And AJ Green is out. I know, but uh, he had 15 last week. All right, hold on. Let's look at the rest of the players. So Ziku Elliott and Latavius Murray. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, she's got Breeze. Oh, Breeze. God. All right. So you, you're losing a quarterback versus Tampa Bay. Yeah, but DeMarco Breeze Murray had six against points Denver. last week. Six points. That's really? not going to happen again. No, it's not. Yeah. But yeah, he was terrible last week. This is Although why I hate fantasy I mean, football. Sh- that's not why I hate it. Well, it's one it's, of the reasons it, I hate it. it. It doesn't. Yeah. So it feeds into the reasons I hate it. It feeds. Yes. yes. DeMarco Murray, Spencer Ware. Spencer Ware against Oakland, that's a nice matchup, but it's on a short week, so if he has any bumps and bruises, he's not going to be fully recovered. Mm-hmm. Latavius Murray Same for could, Murray, though. Well, yeah, but Murray could... Murray gets a lot of short touchdown runs. 
Yes. I mean, he he's not as nearly as valuable as his points per game would indicate. No. He's like LeGarrette Blount for uh, New England. But not as good. Right. But so, similar kind of role of him. Sometimes he'll get 80, 100 yards. Most of the time he's just going to his Yeah, but with Blunt, you, I mean, you have the option of finishing the game by just pounding Blunt into the line over and over again. Murray's not really that guy. True. Murray's yeah. big, but he's a breakaway threat. I mean, he's 6'3", mm-hmm. but he runs like a 4'3". Um, so he's just not a very good running back, but he scores a lot of points. Des Bryant and Doug Baldwin, boy, you got to hope Doug Baldwin does more than... I mean... He, He's disappointed me this season. Okay, so let's... Okay, Michael K- Crabtree and Jermaine Curse. Is she going with Jermaine Curse? There's, there's no way. That can't let's look be. At the, let's look at the whole she, thing. Here. I think she She doesn't is. have any other yeah. options. Yeah. I guess she could go with Eli Rogers, but... Okay, so at wide receiver, you, you have the advantage there. I would say at running back, it's probably... Probably a wash... At quarterback, I think she has the advantage. Tight end, yes. Hunter Henry versus Kobe Fleener. Eh, it's kind of hot garbage on both sides. but I was going to say. Brandon LaFell versus Muhammad Sanu. Ugh. I mean, <laughs> she's got to get Sanu out of there and put in Kenneth Dixon, I think, probably. Maybe Rex Burkhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Panthers against San Diego. I do not love that matchup for you. I think you need to get another defense. She's That's got the Lions against Chicago. She's got the advantage there. Janikowski and Cairo Santos. So we got kicker versus kicker on Thursday. Um, those would probably be fine. The kickers are kickers. Don't yep. tell KJ that. She's in love with Matt Bryant. Oh, stop. Um, I'm not in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> Here's and... the thing. We were talking about waivers before. Uh, the Ravens defense is on waivers. What? Yes. Which defense? The Ravens? So are you saying I should probably pick them up? Even though they're playing Pittsburgh, I think I would do it. Yeah. You can have oh, them, they're playing, Jason. Uh, they're playing New England. Oh, oh okay. This is. Yeah, the Ravens should be picked up. I would be tempted to play Kenny Stills over Brandon LaFell. Yeah. Does, I did that last week, and Stills had two points. And I know I know that that's not how it works. And LaFell had 15, but, you know... It's just that mental thing of ah crap. Although there also could it's be Cleveland the, man. The added, I was it's just Cleveland. Say, the added factor is Cleveland. A lot of players just could have given up at this point. Yeah, aren't not, they like last in past defense in the league? They're they're last in most things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so it's pretty even. I think that's pretty even. I mean, they it's have closer. her as a nine point favorite, but I think that's kind of garbage. Right. And it's closer than I thought it. I, it's closer looking at the rosters. It's closer than I thought it was going to be. I, I expected her to just you know beat me by twenty or thirty points easy. All right, let's look at KJ. Here we have the cherry matchup against the Saints. What we've been waiting for all year, weeks <laughs> yes. fourteen and sixteen. So, Jameis Winston against New Orleans. Luck against Houston. I like Winston. Absolutely. Um, Gurley and Booker against Carlos Hyde and Robert Kelly. That is tough. Mm-hmm. Kelly against Philly, tough matchup. Hyde against the Jets, tough matchup. Gurley against Atlanta, pretty good matchup. Booker against Tennessee. Well, Denver's offensive line is hasn't been playing well. I honestly, I think that's even. Um, Mike Evans and Taylor Gabriel? Oh my god, is Taylor Gabriel really the 
You're not playing him, are you? I don't know yet, but Willie Sneed is... I don't think he's the guy to play this week. And Taylor... Uh... Julio Jones is out, or maybe he's out. I don't know for sure. If Julio Jones is out, I'm playing Gabriel. If, Gabriel is hot the last few weeks. If, maybe yeah. not so much last week, but he's... If he's... He could... There's a chance. Yeah. If he's if Julio Jones is in, I'll reconsider that. Right now I got Is Gabriel s- playing in the slot? Yeah, yeah, I think he is, mm. yeah. And he They're doing like hand like handing the ball off to him in the backfield and stuff. He's He's doing all kinds of the stuff. The other option okay, is I'll, I'll put Malcolm Mitchell in there and put a wide uh running back at flex. Maybe Jennings. Yeah. I don't like I don't like Montgomery. I don't like that option. Uh, Willie Sneed. Uh. All right. Anyway, um, so yeah, Julio hurt. Watkins probably gonna play. That foot. I'm not sure what's going on with it. Um, I would say that's probably a. It's hard to say. I, it's kind of even because both of his guys are injured. Eric Ebron against Chicago. Ladarius Green against <laughs> Buffalo. It's kind of even because both his guys are injured. <laughs> well, I'm just that's not showing great confidence I'm in her just, guys. I'm just well, I mean, see, look, Julio Jones and Sammy Watkins, if they're healthy, they're top ten options. Yeah. I agree. I'm just saying that sounded funny. Okay. Um, let's well, see. I don't Malcolm think Mitchell. I have a chance, so I, I wasn't offended. Frank Gore. Falcons versus the Rams, I like that matchup. Cardinals against mm. Miami, that's a decent matchup for him. Justin Tucker is a great kicker. Matt Bryan, I'm not going to say anything nasty about him. So it's pretty even. I mean, the playoff teams all should be even, really. Yeah, this is going to be close. This this game in particular is going to be close, I think. Projected total, 96 piece. Yeah. I, uh, to me, that's an even matchup. And even Jason's. It, it, this has her projected as like an eight-point favorite. I'm not buying that. Um, and then looking over the starting lineup for Patrick moving forward, because we're not going to, our, our recap is on January 4th. Mm-hmm. Um, Matthew Stafford, he's pretty good. Paul Perkins, I don't love that. Lamar Miller, I don't love that. Jordy Nelson, he's good. Tyrell Williams is good. Martellus Bennett should be good. Mike Wallace is hit or miss. He's kind of like the Kenny Stills of Baltimore. Um, yes. Steelers defense is not good. And then Dustin no. Hopkins is a kicker, and who, who gives a damn? Um, and then he's got Mariota, who's had a really nice fantasy season, too. He's got Peterson on his bench. I don't know if Peterson's coming back or not, so we can't count on him. Honestly, I think both both of your lineups are probably better than than Patrick's lineup. And and Joe's loaded. Yeah. Matt Ryan, David yeah. Johnson, Jordan Howard. I mean, his running backs Ooh. are just... And then T.Y. Hilton and Stephon Diggs are both good. Um... Now, he's got Jared Cook at tight end. We don't know whether Jordan Reed is going to be able to play. He picked up Dwayne Allen. Dwayne Allen is hit or miss. If they keep him in to block because their offensive line is so bad, um, he could give you, like, a point. I mean, he literally could give you a point, and they could throw to Jack Doyle and Eric Swope. Mm -hmm. But if they – and Dwayne Allen is a really good tight end who just has never had a chance to be, like – uh, a, more like a Y, like a slot receiver type tight end. Right. Who ended up getting um, him today? Or Joe did. Joe did. Well, see. Yeah. Okay, don't get me started on the waiver wire, but <laughs> I, I tried to pick Dwayne Allen up for C.J. Fedorowicz, 
and couldn't mm-hmm. get him. But there, yeah. I'm sorry, but there is no way that if Jordan Reed has a grade three AC joint sprain that he should be playing. Oh, there's no way. He's I just don't see. I it. think he's going to play. Really, I think he's going to play. Well, then said, Kirk the, the Cousins better today, keep the ball down and not make him reach up over his head. Oh, I 100% agree. And I think to a, to a small degree, he's going to – well, it might not even be that small. They're not going to make him an active player if he is just a decoy for, like, the first drive and then they don't put him out there. And not only that, but the other the defense is going to hit him. I mean, oh, yeah. they're going to hit that shoulder. So – that's why I don't think he's going to play. They're reporting that he can't even take contact in practice. I don't think I, there's I, any way he plays. He was yeah, at practice I, today. I, I I think that he that he's going to try. What was it? Thanksgiving? Did it happen? The, like, the only reason that ago? I think he could play is that he had it, and in the second half, he had an amazing second half. Yeah. And he had they the probably, injury. He got hurt yes. in the first half. They probably gave him a shot of cortisone. Mm-hmm. And said, oh, they're, they're going to shoot him up before they'll the game. There's no doubt before, they're going to shoot yeah, him up. They'll shoot That's him terrible. up. That's terrible. I cannot. That's for from a fantasy look, perspective, that I wouldn't want to be in that position because if he starts, I'm going to want to start him, and he's probably not going to put up the regular numbers. It he, depends on who you have. Now he picked up Dwayne yeah. Allen. I would start him over Jared Cook. Mm-hmm. I probably would put Allen in over him, and then he he has Tyreek Hill. He's got Bilal Powell. Um, oh wow, he picked up RG three. Boy, you got a. <laughs> He's taunting us. Yep. He's like, I don't wow. even need that other spot. That has to be it. Yeah. Or it's just memories. You know, he yep. probably yep. wrote a song about RG3 at some point. He just wanted him, him to get a ring, I guess, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so Joe's roster looks really <laughs> tough. Yes, it, it does. does. Yeah. I think he's the champ. With or without RG3. I think he's clearly the favorite, but obviously any given week, you know, yep. you, you're, I mean. Yeah, you can be left for dead and run off six wins in a row and. Squeak into the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even when you're, you know, you're so halfway paying attention. We're, we're winding to the end of our segment here, but I, I've got something tangentially related to fantasy football. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Rob, do you remember you tweeted something about a trivia question for fantasy football of TK's uh, draft? Oh, for, oh, for the, the magnet. Yeah, for, for the, the magnet. magnet. And yeah. I missed all that, so I wanted to know what the question was, and you told me I was ineligible. And You were ineligible, yeah. And so maybe Jason can be the arbiter, because you said, well, what do you want to... I said, I'm not going to talk about this anymore in this forum, because... Wait a minute. Oh, I get, hold on. I get to hold be on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I am the arbiter of whether you're eligible, because I'm the one giving away the present. I know, but I yeah, but I wanted to true. know he, your... He created the contest. He gets to make the... I win. know, but I but I want to discuss... You told me it was because you sent me the Gretchen Wu hat, right? That is correct. There's no way I would have won. Um, but when you said I was ineligible, I my question was, why? And you said it was because Gretchen Wu's hat that you gave me. Right. Um, right. Which I wear all the time, by the way. Love it. Oh, that's good. That um, makes me happy. So you want me to arbitrate? No, not yet. Because okay, is it sorry. because I'll, I'll wait? I'll wait till all the cases. <laughs> roll. Is it Man. because the Gretchen Wu hat was in the same bundle with the magnets that you got when you went to visit the station? Yeah. Okay. Then that I can kind of see. But do you remember that we sort of made a trade for? Um, was it uh, back for more point. cash? That's a good point. So I gave you that book at the Jingle Fest. 
And so I thought, well, if he's feeling that, you know, it's because he gave me a gift, I gave him one. So that should clear well, no. the slate. It wasn't that I gave you a gift. It was that I gave you something that Littles could not actually purchase on their own. It, okay. it was like it was something that you would have to have gotten by. I mean, really, just just good fortune more than yeah. anything, because they let me come down and, and sit on the show. Yep. So and then after the show, Mark took me to the prize closet and he was just showing me around. He's like, do you want anything here? And he, he like tried to ply me with kind bars. Yeah. I was like, Take a box of kind bars. <laughs> I just, oh, I'm good. Well, I, I couldn't I, go buy that anywhere. I had. Yeah. But I mean, and. You know, I had, I think I had probably had kind bars. I, I had some sort of bars for the trip, mm-hmm. but, um, but, uh, he, so I got the Schwitz shirt, which I'm actually wearing right now. Great shirt. Um, Ooh, it's I, the I, ice blue one, right? It is. The, it's the ice blue one. I love that's the, the ice blue one. one. Yeah, that's, that's very nice. So I looked at the, the, the shirt and I was like, oh my God, that, and he's like, you want one? I was like, absolutely. So I took that and then he, um, I said, you know, I don't want to. Um, because I, the magnets were, people used, they used to give away stickers and then somebody sent in like 200 magnets. And then I remember them saying something like, we're not just going to give these away to everybody, like, Mm -hmm. you know, only certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. So I felt kind of bad, but there were, um, some people I, I, that I wanted to give them to, which I never ended up doing for some reason. But, um, I said, could I have a few magnets? He's like, Absolutely. So he gave me the magnets, and then he said, here, do you want this? And it was, it was the Gretchen Wu hat. Yeah. And then there was other stuff, and I was like, no, I don't want to take all your stuff here. So nobody else could have, well, you could have bought the Gretchen Wu hat online probably, because I'm guessing it, it came from a store. It's probably, from her school, right? From school? Yeah. 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 But you probably, it's like a, a even though it's a, a prep school, it. It's sort of like a college bookstore, probably, where you could, mm-hmm. I'm sure you could buy it. Mm-hmm. Oh, if it's a private school, I'm sure they sell I'm sure they do, yeah. Right. Yes, I just don't know if you can buy it online because most littles are, you know, hmm. don't live in San Francisco Not or in Oakland or wherever Bay she area, lives. Yeah. yeah, Bay Area. And then, of course, the magnets, you can't, State. you can't buy the magnets. No. I mean, you could order some, I guess. Yeah. You could do it through, through like Cafe Press or something, but nobody's going to do that. So that's why you were ineligible. So, Got Jason, it. do you mm. think that that is. Um, well, Should just, I render verdict? Just, yeah, I don't want to influence you any further than that. Well, okay. the f- before he renders a verdict, um, okay. I was just looking for an explanation as to why I was not eligible. You're not eligible, period. <laughs> Well, I was in the middle. Of, people were sending me answers. I got like, it. I, was, I got it. I was trying to so keep up with it because this was going on at that moment. It seemed like I was late to the game, and really, I just were. like trivia. I just wanted to know what the darn question was. Did you ever? Did I tell you? No, I only found out through the answer. Oh, okay. So you did figure out the question. Yeah. See, I wanted just okay. to know the question. I didn't care if I was right. eligible for the contest. Yeah, but if you see the thing is, if you started guessing, you might have given it away, though. I wouldn't have guessed on Twitter, probably. Well, I didn't know that. Especially after you told me I was ineligible. Well, you really seem to take offense at that. <laughs> well, I just wanted to know. You're ineligible why. because you're short. I mean, what did you think I meant? I didn't know. You're too nice. Because you know why I didn't know? Because I didn't know the question. All I knew was you were giving away right, a magnet. Right. <laughs> right. And I didn't know for that could have been a milk dud magnet. Then I would have really been mad. 
Oh, well, if it was a milk dud, I'd just ma- emailed them. Emailed you. I would have just mailed it to you. Email. You would have emailed her a magnet. Shut that would have been cool. All right. So um, do you know the question, Jason? Um, I did at one point. Now I can't remember. It I was who was the del- first deliberation. draft pick um, yes. for Satch's first fantasy team? Yeah, in 2006, right? I think that's it, yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. And it was Rudy Johnson. Mm-hmm. And he was in the seventh slot. Now he didn't pick his team. Some other guy picked his team. But <laughs> Did he do you talk know why? about it? How do you know this? He, Did he talk about he it? He wrote the a column show? about it. This okay. is the this is the just get me a Johnson, any Johnson, right? That's it. Yep. Okay. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so they picked Rudy Johnson. Get me a Johnson, any Johnson. And Rudy Johnson, <laughs> the average draft position for Rudy Johnson in a standard league that year was seventh. So he didn't reach for him. Wow. See, so, I never would have came up with that though, because I was thinking no. of it from the angle of okay what what were popular running because i knew it was a running back so i was like sure. what what were the running backs going you know m- you know mid first round that year and and i never i didn't cut if i came at it from the other angle i would have got it right away did you well, guess so it, I, jason did you guess an answer uh no no i was i was ineligible too i'm sure <laughs> even though i was not i didn't i wasn't told i was ineligible <laughs> i just you know well okay i wasn't trying so, to you know do you remember the fan you would have been ineligible Yes. More importantly, do you remember the name of the team, of his team that year? Rudy Johnson or Tony's? Tony's. Rudy Johnson was the Bengals, am I right? I know. You're correct. Yes. Okay. Um, Number 32, I believe. Wow. I mean, no, I don't right. think I could pull the, I don't think I could pull the name of Tony's team, no. It had something to do with Susie Culber. I don't know the answer. <laughs> oh, oh, you're oh my god! Oh my god! You're a podcast See, was, host. You don't know how. I was, ex- to, I was you prep expectations you to say, and then you, yeah, you deliver. I was expecting you to ask the question when we started trying to answer it. You, you would butt in and say, "No, you guys are ineligible." Yeah. Oh, that would have been good too. Well, I should have done no, that I, because I don't have the answer. Can I render, answer. Can I render verdict? I don't think yeah, I need absolutely. one, but but go ahead. Well, I mean, you've kind of set me up. Now I feel like I I need to for the yeah. listeners. Yeah. She was asking you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go. I mean, I went into this, you know, with a, you know, with a legal yes. mindset. So, I think we should take the magnet and the hat and cut them both in half and send half to KJ and half to the person that won. Well, How I already have the legal? hat. How's that well, a legal? You need to cut it in half and send the <laughs> other half to the person that won the magnet. <laughs> Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Visual effects by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. The special consultant for guest acquisitions is KJ Onstead. Speaking of guests, I'd like to take one more opportunity to thank our guests from today's show for joining us. So thanks, guys. You can thank them too, or tell them they're awesome, or maybe let Rob know to watch his mailbox for half a hat. You can do all that, or just say hi on Twitter. You can find John at FitzJohnP and Rob at R3T2. And speaking of Twitter, if you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Twitter 
at Speak Tangents or on Facebook at Speak Tangents. Instagram us at SOTPOD. Email us at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com or send us a note at speakingoftangents.com. No faxes, please. Graphics by Jason Fuse. No animals were harmed in the recording of this podcast. snow peace and I love you